Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron, and uh, I am here. I'm here once again um, to let your ear holes feast on my tasty voice, because I know that's what they love to do. Um, I, I missed this last week. This last week's been a little hectic. Um, you know, it was... I I put out the the epi- the last episode I released a couple days late. Uh, it would have been my two week ago episode, and since that I kind of felt like oh I already did one this week. Um, but then other stuff happens, you know, life happens, things go on, um, and I got um I just I just wasn't probably capable of doing an episode worth putting out my mind has not been focused and clear um but you know uh the further away from a moment of trauma one gets um it your clarity comes back and uh i have a great reason to have my clarity like a hundred percent dialed and focused and ramped up going full speed around the Talladega backside, uh, backstretch, because I have a great guest with me today. Um, we have met quite recently, actually in the grand scheme of things, uh, through mutual friends. He was, he, uh, is in, uh, I guess I would say a, probably our biggest fan of metal fellas, uh, being as you're the only person I know who I could probably say has listened to every episode and you've commented on them and you've even submitted an album for it. So, um, through all of that, we have started talking and I, um, our, our conversations have been surprisingly welcome and refreshing. Um, not, not that I didn't think my guest is was capable of it i just didn't expect it to be coming yet alone from some some it's someone new and uh it has been awesome and so we're like man we're doing all of this texting over the messaging app in tiktok and having these really big conversations why don't we just take this fucker onto where the airwaves can can uh fully represent the breadth of our ideals and uh come on my podcast and he's like yeah sure i will so i would like to everybody welcome uh derek fowler to the podcast thanks man yeah yeah there's there's an applause happening right there you would if, if audio was working right you would hear that grand applause cool. the giant crowd how are you man i'm doing good dude good good um back off uh working on uh, you work up on the slope right Yep, w- yep. Where at? Where at? Because the slope isn't just one place for all those people who haven't been there. No. So I work in Dead Horse. Okay, cool. Um, and Prudhoe Bay. So right on. We we travel everywhere, but that's where we base out of. Cool. And then where where's uh, where's home location? Kenai. Oh oh, you are okay. Sweet, sick. You are in Kenai. I still live in Kenai. Yep. That's that's beautiful, man. I uh, I'm I'm hoping to be back up this summer. Uh. August sometime I'm hoping to to make a trip up there and see see home let's get together man yeah we'd have to a hundred percent we'll have to um so so what's up dude what's uh what's been on your mind how do you want to uh because it's funny because because I'm like 
you know, a lot of times I have a guest on either I've known for quite some time or they have a, you know, like a specific, they're a musician or they're something that, that I can broach a top. But, but with you, all of our, all of our conversations aim far more, uh, philosophical and, and, uh, of, of ideals and things like that. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested to see how, how you've been processing, uh, coming on, like, like, how's it, you know, how's that? So, so I, I love your podcast mainly because it is very open-minded. Yeah. You know, it's got a lot of, uh, questions, you know, that need to be answered. You kind of process it as you talk about it. And I, I absolutely love that because as I'm listening, I, it makes me think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. That's sweet. That's sweet. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to, to, to be in a place of, of your, it's almost like the way I described it is like, all of a sudden your brain becomes hungry for things that it never knew it was meant like, like that it was ever going to be hungry for all of a sudden, just like an avenue of information opens up and your brain is like, I need to be swimming in that pool all the time. And you never knew there was a pool there, you know? And, and so, and, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been on this true, truly. I mean, when I probably had my big, I was 25, 24 or 25 right in that range when uh i can definitely recognize like the shift started um and it started for all the wrong reasons you know i I don't know i don't know how you know i would love to get into kind of your your evolution um you know i it's it's one of those funny things like i i i may i did make a list of all the things like i was like okay there's there's philosophy to talk about. There's the brain to talk about. There's religion to talk about. There's growing up as a sheltered yeah. belief kid. There's, there's like, you know, uh, it, 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 it all ties together. Oh yeah. You know, absolutely. I mean, where to start is the problem. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well let, let's start there. Let's start there. Let's, let's go uh, back and kind of take, t- tell me uh, like, were you born in Alaska? No, I was born in Southern California. Oh, oh, sweet. Okay. And, uh, for how I moved up here, I was 13. Oh shit. Okay. And two Kenai. Yep. What brought the, what brought you up to Alaska? My parents are teachers. So. Okay. Okay. They, that's... they got a teaching job over at, uh, Cook Inlet. Oh, oh, CIA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, that's interesting. So you went, um, they were, but, teachers uh but religious teachers i mean was oh yeah you know so it wasn't um they 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 that's why they went to the private schools were they private school teachers in california too yep gotcha gotcha so so you went to we we moved around constantly going from one private school to the next you know uh and it was always you know god's will like to move us again (laughs) yeah how was uh at the time uh how was that for you in the middle of it, um, you know, obviously, it's at, horrible. Was it? Was it horrible? You, you, Absolutely. So, so did you? Did you believe that it was true that when you were told it was God's will that we have to go to the school, were you kind of on that, or were you like, like really, like how? What, how was your thought at that time? All right, so a little, little backstory. So Please. I moved twenty-one times by the time I graduated high school. 
Holy. 21. That's, I mean, that's, that's more than one move a year. Uh, Yep. For sure. So my dad, he couldn't get along with anybody, but it was never his problem. So he made this uh, belief or whatever that it was God's will for him to move. Not that he'd burned all of his bridges and had no choice to get a job. And, and, and all of, and, and the, uh, the trouble, uh, connecting with people, um, they, they were just blocks on the path, right? They were just obstacles on the path. Yep. Meeting new people is not new to me, but I don't get attached to people. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Um, then the religious part comes along with that where I just, I have guilt over everything and I'm sure you relate to a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, so, so it's that, that's, that's, that's funny. And that, this is a good place to start. So like for me, I was, I was definitely raised, um, with a God belief. We weren't fervent church goers. Um, in fact, you know, I probably in my, before high school, I probably went only on Christmas and Easter, you know, um, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't this really dogmatic. It, it wasn't like the, the dog, the, the, or the oppressive dogmatic side of, of, of what I know it can be. And I've seen it be, um, it, we were. Cause like my, my parents are also hippies and, and my dad's and my, and my dad's bait. I mean, I don't think, I think he would just call himself spiritual. Um, he was raised Jewish, religiously Jewish. He's not Jewish, but he was raised religiously Jewish or he may be technically Jewish. I don't, I don't know how the blood, that, that whole yeah, lineage things work. Um, but he was, I don't think he is, but he was raised religiously Jewish and he, it gave a contradiction in his head because Jesus wasn't a prophet in for, for the Jews, but he is for Christians. Which is kind of odd that he went for that split. You know, he went well, from Judaism to Christianity. Well, well, that's the, th- that's the thing. So, so, you know, <laughs> the, the debate gets very widespread here on, um, you know, I, there probably was uh, an in times messianic prophet walking around named Yeshua. His name was Josh. And, and he was a messianic prophet who was 30 years old saying, hey, the end times are coming. I have revelation from God. None of you else have. And he was walking around, you know, Rome and Jerusalem East. and the Middle East and just kind of. And, and, and he was and, white and bearded, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> but but he was one of hundreds or thousands of these end times messianic preachers that existed in this time. We have records of tons of them. They were all oh, yeah. having their own because because they were all Jews. They they all read the Tanakh and the Torah. They read those books. They knew that stuff. the The Old Testament was their jam. You know, and so 
they were just taking the messages of that and going, hey, the end times are fucking coming. Uh, whether, yeah, it, it just, it's just, it's funny to I th- think. I think all that is kind of lost in tra- tra- uh, translation, you know? Right. Like they talked about the mu- the moon turning blood or yeah. the rivers and all that. That's all scientifically explained now. Like what? So oh, 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 yeah, yeah, best. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, we know that when they said the rivers turned to blood, they didn't understand at red algae. Exactly. You know, and, and of, of, yeah. So of, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, the, to me, all of those books, every single old religion is human's way of trying to explain the universe. Yep. And to the best of their ability. Well, you know, it's funny is to the best of their understanding, because Mm -hmm. Because if if you would have taken someone from 2,000 years ago and just plucked them out of that and dropped them in a science laboratory today and gave them and taught them what chemistry is, they would do they, – they were they're no different than us. They, they're literally – I mean they were just as fucking smart as us. There were people walking around – they were Stephen Hawking's and those people walking around back then. But there was no foundation for them. There wasn't already calculus for them to then be real. Like, oh, I'm a super math genius. There was no math, you know. Well, there was math, right. but the base was a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The and and the expectation and the availability, um, you know, life was really really fucking hard. So it was, uh, you, it was probably pretty rare for someone to be able to sit there unless they were wealthy. To devote all of their time to just thinking, right? Yeah. You know, you're surviving and whatever fucking life well, was so like. Isn't that the whole point of uh, the Greek philosophers that it was a time of ease and comfort and they had time to think about stuff? Well, they did because they were rich. And the funny thing is, right. is when they call it the time of comfort, they're talking only about the view from the rich, comfortable guys calling this the time of comfort, literally stepping on people to like not get their shoes dirty as they fucking, exactly. you know? Yeah, no, it was for, for the select few. Yeah, it was, that's why we have, but that's why we have philosophy, man. That's why we had the Stoics, but there were, there, the, my favorite, my favorite of those old philosophers. And I want to get back to the, get back to other talk but my favorite of the old philosophers and the sign of like where i where i try to be was have you heard of the philosopher diogenes i don't think so so diogenes was a a student or a pupil of aristotle or in that time um and uh the roman emperor of the time had heard about this man diogenes who was a brilliant philosopher and he had all these grand ideas but he lived in the streets and slept with the dogs the street dogs he 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 had no money had no food he had no house and he slept in the street and and this got to the emperor that this guy of class was now living with the dogs and he came down into the streets up to diogenes and was having a conversation with him and said you know Basically, hey, you know, why are you doing this to yourself? I can give you 
anything you want. Just ask me right now. Whatever you ask, I will give for you. And then Diogenes says, can you step a little to the side? You're blocking my son. <laughs> you know? He, yeah. It, because that's that's what he wanted to be given by this almighty emperor. Uh, I'm fine here in the street, man. I'm fine with the dogs. You know? Just you're, don't block my son. Yeah. So simple. He, he lived a simple life. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's but paying attention. Apparently. Well, any, anybody could have looked at that and said, he's suffering. He doesn't have a roof over his head. He, whether it's raining or pouring, he has no clothes. Look at him. He's suffering. No, man, I'm, I'm enjoying my son. The dog, I'm no bet. The dogs are no, you know, no better than me. I'm, it's, it's great. If you look up Diogenes, man, it's a, it's a great read. He has oh, a lot of great, philosophy um yeah it's it's a good one it's a good one um but going back to um you going back to that and uh so yeah so it was it was horrible you you had uh so what what you were 13 when you moved to alaska Mm -hmm. and then how many times in alaska did you move oh let's see uh uh, actually, when we moved to Alaska, it started slowing down. Good. So I moved uh, to like a temporary house when we first got up here until we could find something. And then we got the house. And then I actually lived there for like two years. Did you and stay? Was, uh, my, did, did you stay in CIA the whole time? Were you on the peninsula the no, whole time? I got okay. kicked out real quick. Oh, you did. You got kicked. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I have to, I have to know. I have to know. That's the thing. Cause like, uh, I mean, I've always been the black sheep and never, none of this stuff really, it didn't make sense to me. Cause even at a young age, eight years old or so, you know, I was thinking this doesn't make sense. Like mm. magic doesn't happen on a normal basis. You know, right. like this isn't like, this doesn't jive with my brain. So, you know, I always took the black sheep stance. Did you, when you, did you ask about it and, and what were the answers that were oh, given yeah. you? Like the most basic of common, like the whatever, just to shut you up uh, answers like, uh, like, Hey, if God, if God doesn't want you to have magic, you're not going to have, it's not going to happen to you. Kind exactly. of thing. Yeah. I think, I think I remember asking one time, like, so, you know, they, 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 they talk about, uh, you know, how we need to spread the word to the world. Like, okay. Now what happens if we don't? I, I actually, I think I sent you a TikTok about yeah. this the other day. It's like, why did you tell me? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> now I'm going to hell because if I didn't know ten minutes ago, I'm all right. I, it's, but it's, now I'm it's, going to hell. <laughs> it's like that. It's like that meme where uh, <laughs> Jesus is standing outside a door and his hand is up and he's knocking on the door and it says, "Knock, knock," and the other voices, "Who's there?" Jesus, uh, I'm here to save you. Save me from what? What, what, what's going to happen to you if you don't accept me in? You know, it's, it's, <laughs> well, why the fuck do you come here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a little malicious. It's, um, yeah. You know, so yeah. It's, it's manipulation on like the furthest level. Yeah. Well, well, it's funny that it's, it's so much so. And now that there is a recognized, uh, set of, uh, therapies di- based directly around religious trauma syndrome. 
it it is it is a people who come out of people who come out of heavy indoctrination not even super heavy indoctrination, just enough where the belief in god affects the belief about yourself your own worth you know um that takes serious counseling and undoing to to break even you could no longer have the actual like belief in jesus or whatever and um and yet still be walking around carrying all of that baggage and like 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 you said um um shame yeah shame and guilt you know i i'm starting therapy here soon and i'm kind of hoping that we can get into some of that because uh yeah i mean it, it's real you know you don't it affects everything your relationships the way you trust people i mean well can you do you mind uh talk like some of the things that do you, you still feel shame over now like do you it and it, it's stuff that's stupid you know it doesn't it's not i know that there's nothing necessarily wrong with it but so, so a good example is a room full of people they're mad i take the shame because somehow i feel like it's my fault mm. now it's yeah. not necessarily i i know in my mind there's it's not my fault but for some reason i can't trick myself into agreeing with myself because i grew up where you had a thought that was sin yeah you had like there was no you were born a sinner you could not get away from it you were going to be a sinner and the only the only salvation was believing in this being or this, you know, God that was going to apparently either let me burn in hell or love me forever. I'm well, it's fu- just the, the, so... the, the, the love forever part is always been fun to me because the, the thing that you're guaranteed is an eternity of worship, worshiping at his feet. And the thing you're worshiping is the, the like the 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 pure judgment of like five-year-old cancer victims yep and they never knew him oh no but there's a special loophole for young kids and there's the age of age of uh age of accountability Uh, or whatever they call it you you know um which is so you're saying oh so the day a 12 year old turns or 11 year old turns 12 or whatever your age is and they haven't known that's the moment that they have cancer and now they're going to hell. But if they would have beaten cancer or died just before that one day, then yep. they would have been fucking safe. Yeah. It, uh, yeah. It, 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 none of, none of it truly makes sense. That's that, that's like and none of it's based on any sort of study or any of their own literature or beliefs. Most it's of it's just like figurative. It is. And and most of it's not actually in the Bible described that way it's always extrapolation and they you know they they put their feelings into it um but it's not actually that way in the text that they say this all comes from i really love the topic of dinosaurs when you get you get them going about dinosaurs well i I, so say like well how come we have dinosaur bones from you know millions of years ago well, that's a test that God's putting you through. He put them there as were a your, test. Were your parents young Earth creationists? Six thousand years. They were. Yeah, so they, they're Southern Baptists. So uh, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, See that that makes a lot more that makes years. a lot more sense too for you to I mean for for people who aren't I guess well well established I mean most of the people have a have a basic understanding of Christianity in this country especially because um it's everywhere uh but um yeah there is a wide specifying southern baptist is actually important because it 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 narrows down kind of the I mean, even the parts of the Bible that they actually read and pre, you know, you go to a Methodist church and they're going to talk about, about different, entirely different parts of the Bible than Baptists will. And if you go to the first Baptist church, they're going to be talking shit about the second Baptist church and the second Baptist church could be talking shit right back at the first Baptist church. Uh, yeah, it's so, okay. So they were the Southern Baptists. All right. And they and they all hate each other, which is yeah. just so ironic. They're like, "Oh, we love your neighbor as yourself," but like, not that church or not that church. Well, <laughs> like you, right. you go there and you're sinning well, because they speak in tongues or they don't speak in tongues. You go there, yeah. And it's and the idea of loving your neighbor as yourself is kind of a tricky one because in the same breath in the Bible, it it tells you exactly what to do with the heathens around you. And so if you can then identify somebody as part of the out group and they're a sinner or a heathen or something, they are no longer your neighbor. You no longer have to treat them that way because they are now the, the bad people that, that, that you, yeah. that, that maybe the only, the niceness you would pay to them is to preach to them, to try and save them, you know. And make sure that they yeah. they die believing exactly how you believe. They they could be a fucking Methodist and they or what whatever, and they still are are sinners in some way. They you know they're worldly. They listen to music. Uh, they shake yep. their hips when they dance. Uh, what 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 they drink? Dr sure, sure. Swear. What go no go swearing. go down yeah, go good. down the line? You know. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's, it's a funny, tricky caveat thing. You know, the, the golden rule, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I've said this a lot in my podcast. People can, can, uh, probably have heard this a thousand times if they're listeners, but it's, it's actually a bad rule. It sounds good on the front, but it's, it's a terrible rule to actually like follow if you really think about it because what you're saying is that the advice is to walk around treating others as you want to be treated okay well what if you don't That's think selfish mindset it, yeah it's entirely self-focused so you're treating others not actually acknowledging them as their own person you're pretending they're all like you it doesn't let yeah. you understand how they think separately from you it wouldn't take you know and so i i like the version the tweaking of it uh treat others as they would like to be treated love it because then you have to ask how would they like to be treated before you know how to treat them it automatically puts them as the concern for how you're going to act. It is so interesting that you brought this up because this is actually one of the things I want to talk about is uh, the evolution of man. You know, we, oh. we got primal humans are very, very selfish, very based on like, what am I going to eat next? What am I going to, how am I going to survive? How am I going to do this? Evolution 
is when you start to care about others. You know, you, you take it, you're taking care of a group and you're not And that. I mean, that's just something I was thinking about. It's, it's. Yeah. The I, reason, I was... the reason I, I would say, I, I think you're on the right track. I think, I think that, um, uh, empathy, empathy and compassion, uh, in humans, but other animals as well. Many, 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 many animals have, while, while they might not be identical to human morality and human empathy and compassion, they show hallmarks of behavior that highly resembles what morality looks like. And, and morality, good word for it. It, it is because. Give me another reason that a groundhog or a prairie dog, sorry, uh, will be out in the, in the middle of a field with all their other dogs and they see a hawk in the sky and one prairie dog will call out and shriek to alert the hawk to it, but give the others time to get underground. If there was no recognition of saving the others. And some, someone will argue, oh, no, that's just instinct. I said, oh, well, okay, sure, sure. Inst- I'll, I will give you that. That that gopher, that, that, that prairie dog, has an instinct to care about its family. It still has to then act on that caring about its family. And you have to be able to explain away every other action it takes that it doesn't look like instinct for the instinct model to fit and be the only explanatory. You know, those arguments try and take away all they're really trying to do is minimize the action we're seeing because it would be terrifying to them if animal. It, I don't know if you notice this and I'm sorry, I'm kind of rambling, but you brought up such a great no, point. Um, um, I think one of the, one of the pro, one of like the core tenets of, um, dogmatic belief is that humans are not animals. We are Adam and Eve, all, all of that, right? Uh, you know, it, we were put here special and given domain from the animal kingdom. It, it is an entire separation of humans from being animals. The fact that we're 98.6% related to chimpanzees scares the shit out of religious fundamentalists. And they will say, oh, no, that's not true. I am not an ape. When have you ever seen an ape give birth to a human? You know, if humans are around, then how come apes still exist if we evolve from them? You hear all of these fucking arguments. Because trauma triggers evolution. I mean, yeah. Yeah. it's funny. It's if if you want to just talk about like uh, biological evolution, you know, at just the ba- the most basic fundamental nature, um, because there's 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 colloquialisms for ev- evolving for evolution, um, you know, and and a lot of times people want to to kind of cloud the term evolution with a lot of baggage that it actually doesn't do stuff. It doesn't have the power to explain for. So 
if we ask why is the, the 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 diversity of life the way it is on the planet, evolution is a perfect explan explan explanator ex explanation for the diversity of life. It's why we have breeds of dogs. It's why we have birds of all different types. It's why you know it's 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 <laughs> it's why we have humans. We are part of the animal kingdom and we are part of the diversity of life on this planet. You know, we are equal. We are equal in branch to birds and horses and whales and shrimp. They are all on the same tree and we are just one, you know. And so, but then if you want to talk about, about behavior, you can, you can use evolution as maybe a supporter for that but you would have to talk about social evolution we would have to qualify and 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 modify what we're talking about because social evolution works different than biological evolution that they're driven by different factors they're you know they they express themselves not genealogically you know ev biological evolution only expresses its, itself in our genes it might have some some uh representative characteristics we we may change our skin color our hair color or or size or you know whether we have wings or not some of those things may come as ex exaptations but all of the actual change is just in genome social evolution talking about the treatment how how populations gain coherency how populations gain empathy and morals and stuff like that like you were talking about seeing the fact that humans have the capability to treat each other well and care for each other without a lot of effort put into needing like if you if you if you truly examine your actions with most people most of the time most people are nice to most people and they are not trying to be nice. We just are nice. You know, bad ideas, indoctrination, things like that negate that natural effect. That's what causes assholes. That's what causes yeah. contriteness. Um, but that is well explained by evolving together. You know, we, we were, we were social species before we were empathic species, before we were moral species, we were social first. And that came out of a necessity, um, of, of how our brains evolved. Have you ever heard of mirror neurons? Uh, nope. So mirror neurons, they were discovered in the nineties at some time, uh, maybe even earlier. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in the nineties. Um, mirror neurons are a type of neuron found in our brains that are responsible for, um, the physical response to another's pain. So you watch, we're watching America's Funniest Home Videos and a dude gets kicked in the nuts and we go, oh, fuck. We, that is, because our mirror neurons have an, an understanding, our brains have an understanding, and those mirror neurons go off 
like a real neuron would go off in our body if we were kicked in the nuts. And it is a reminder that that stuff hurts. That guy's probably in pain. Kid puts its hand on its stove and pulls the hand, stove of the hand away and you pull your hand away. It. You pull your hand away too. And you, and it, we're not the only things with mirror neurons. Most mammals, most mammals have mirror neurons. So if we know that, you know, Prairie dogs understand on a, on a brain level that another prairie dog getting ripped up by a hawk sucks for that prairie dog. They recoil when they get hurt. Like, you know, it, it, that's why gazelles and things like that move in packs and, and one goes down and the others avoid it. You can see it in, um, how birds fly. You can see it in how fish swim. You, you, it's, it's all over the place. Right. You know, and that's, so that's cool. Yeah, it, it is. And, and it's, it's one of those things that before the understanding of mirror neurons, uh, the religious, especially wanting to make humans the special thing on the planet, uh, did we, we didn't have something to go, ah, see, here's why this happens, you know, before it was just explainable by, ah, that was the gift given to us. Because we're special, right? That was that was given to us, exalted on high. If not, we would just be those lowly animals still. Oh shit, they do it too. Oh shit, they have it too. Oh shit, we're we're the same as the oh god. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, man. it's the whole religious aspect of uh of just thinking is so flawed and so corrupt. Because it's, I don't believe that any of it anymore is what it originally was. You know, for them, it was a historical, mm. uh, just a way for them to document themselves. I don't, I don't think so. No, no, you can, you, you can, so? no, you can listen to, uh, rabbinical scholars and things like that today. Um, you know, Judaism is a, a great place to see, um, that, that you know, it's the beginning of the Abrahamic faiths, the the Abrahamic faith in general, where everything else split from. Um, and they they absolutely, you know, it's funny. It, really early on, really early on, um, uh, Canaanites uh, time, er, early Hebrew times, really early Hebrew times, um, when. Uh, it's pretty much asserted that uh, Jews were polytheistic, not monotheistic. So, so they had they actually had a belief in many gods. You can see it in some of the text of the Old Testament still today. Mm -hmm. uh, it it has no the the reason that there is a commandment that says thou shalt not worship other graven images of gods before me is because they recognized other gods existed. Yep. We just worship this one. You can't worship any of the other gods. It wasn't only one God exists. It was look at all these gods that exist. We just worship this one God. And at some point in time, through conquest, through, oh, I don't know, wiping out the Midianites, wiping out the Canaanites, wiping out, uh, and most of the world. <laughs> yeah, well, well, this is, this is all pre, I mean, this is pre Jesus. 
You know, this is this is this is pre this is all pre Jesus. Um, you you know, pyramids are being built in this time. Um, they they absolutely were worshipped a god, but they also thought of these gods as humans. They weren't corporeal and outside of the thing, and they had their own realm and and that they they walked among us. They were big deities and and you know hercules and zeus and those kinds of guys i mean i mean they were they were talking about that as if they lived among us and walked among us and they were our god in fact some people in the bible too of course it is of course it is and in fact they were they they really think that it could have literally been like a really tall guy right like if you if if everybody was fucking um uh Kevin Hart sized if all the people in the time were an average of Kevin Hart and then Shaq showed up Oh yeah that guy's a god uh, Goliath 100% unbeatable unkillable Yeah yeah he was probably like 73 and 350 pounds or 400 pounds, you know? Yep. And of course he would be unkillable if he, if, if he was that strong, you know, look at, look at half Thor Bjornsson today. Think about half Thor, the, the mountain from game of Thrones, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's a world strong man. He can, he can fucking deadlift 2000 pounds. You know, think about that guy walking around back then. With a club that weighed 180, 200 pounds, you know, just like a tree trunk, literally. And just, you know, like, I mean, it's easy to believe in like mythology, even sure. Not even just theology, mythology. It's, it's not all that like, I mean, so like Hercules, he's probably one of those. Yeah. Yeah. There there was. Probably people that did live up on a mountain. And and the great, of course they were. And here's the thing. All it takes is one generation. That person dies. The people who were kids at that time grow up telling his story. And then they have their kids and they tell that story to their kids. And then the people who were alive at the time of them die now that story can literally become Hercules could pick up anything. Yeah. Not just pick up really heavy shit because we watched it now. No, he could pick up anything. It's like you know, the game of a uh, telephone or whatever you played when you were a kid. It is. It is. Uh, you know, the, the details get a little bit more. Sure. Sure. And, and, you know, you know, most, most, most rabbinical scholars today it's 80, 85% widely accepted. Moses wasn't even a real person. The story of Moses in the Bible wasn't even an actual person that really existed. Moses was an analog for the triumph of the people doing this. Someone maybe got a message. Someone engraved some plates, definitely, you know, but it, it didn't happen. There wasn't a guy on the hill who got zapped and spoke to God and wrote down some tablets and came down a mountain like because a bush was on fire in the desert a hundred that's weird a hundred percent well the acacia tree the the acacia tree grows all throughout the middle of east and 
it is a plant that when you breathe in the smoke of it, it is toxic and it is known to cause hallucinations. So why couldn't someone be talking to a burning bush? If that bush was the acacia tree, which grows plentiful all over that the area, and if you breathe in enough smoke from it, it causes you to trip balls. Yeah, you know it. It, it makes sense to me. Right, right. Um, yeah, it's 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 funny. There's a you know I'm there. There's just there's there's no reliability. Uh, as you can take as much stuff from the Bible, from any one of those books as they want. And the big thing for me is explain it away, whatever you want. In the end of the day, those books are coming with this baggage. There is only one way for you to ever be saved, and it's through this book. This book is the only way to know anything about the thing that you need to believe in. And it doesn't do a good job and it's pretty mysterious and words are weird in it. And, and self pro, uh, what's the word for it? Uh, I can't think of it. Basically where you determine your future based on the fact that you know that this is going to happen. Yeah. At yeah. One it's point it's in your life. circular you care about anything. Right. Right. So, so, um, yeah, it's, I mean, the, the, it's circular reasoning really at the bottom of it. You're saying yeah. this thing is true because this thing supports it. Why does this thing supports it? Ah, because this thing is true. Well, how do you know this thing is true? Because the Bible supports it. Well, how do you know the Bible supports God? Because God is real. Well, how do you know God is real? Because the Bible says he's real. Well, how do you know it's, but how do you know what the Bible says? Because God authored it. Well, how do you know God authored it? Because the Bible and because I'm supposed to believe because I'm supposed to believe. Exactly. And so the big thing for me, and this is, this was one of the early things I heard that like, that like flipped my brain from a casual, from someone never questioning whether or not God was real to the floodgates opening was the Bible is the claim. It can't also be evidence. Claims are not evidence. And so what the Bible is, is it's claiming all of these things happened. It says this story happened. Jesus walked on water. All this happened. It, it can't be the proof for the claim if it is in fact the claim. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh my, of course not. That's like anybody going, Gerald, the closet dragon exists because I have a claim in a book that says Gerald the Closet Dragon exists, you know, oh, yeah. and That's if just the typical cop out, right? Well, <laughs> of course. And the thing that is the thing that no one like not not no one, the people still in the belief heavily indoctrinated in this go don't understand is the logic that someone applies to one belief. If the logic they're using itself is true has to be true if applied to any other belief. The logic can't change depending on what A plus B plus C, what, whatever you put in those slots. If that original formula is true, it has to be true for everything applied to it. That's how logic works. And so if you're going to say a, a book, a claim in a book can be the evidence for it, Harry Potter must exist. 
Oh, yeah. By the exact same logic. It's not different, you know. Because the Bible says it's so. <laughs> it, isn't that crazy? Um, and, and we're told we're told to, um, you know, uh, we have to do this 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 thinking and this feeling. We have to find the faith, live in the faith, because the faith is what uh, is is true in in our belief. It is our it is the faith we have, right? Um, uh, yet, it also commands you. Lean not on your own understanding. Yeah, totally backwards. You know, you just contradicted yourself. Yeah, yeah. So where do you sit now? How? What? What is your? What does your belief in faith look like now, man? Because it to I mean to me right off the bat it sounds like you're a you're an atheist. So, well, you would think so, but I'm kind of neutral because I I I believe in a difference between religion and spirituality. Sure. I, I would consider myself spiritual. Can can you, you know, uh, I, I I don't know what spiritual means. I now, all right. I colloquially I could guess, but everybody I've ever met who uses that term defines it differently. Spiritual always means something different to every person I've ever met. So Absolutely. to so so you know for this conversation for you, what do you mean by spiritual? All right, so to me, I could never sit right with the religious side of things. Yeah. Um, I I don't necessarily believe in a a being or a, some guy in the clouds staring down at me, judging me. Sure. Um. But I do believe in morality being a part of spirituality. Um, I take some of those, whatever you want to call them, standards or whatever from the Bible. Mm. But I also take and pick other stuff, all sorts of religions and philosophies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let me let me um, let me ask a probing question. Do you think when you say spirituality? Do you think that that encompasses supernatural things? Not necessarily. Okay, okay, because some you know people will say, "Oh, I don't really believe in a god," but souls exist still, or right. or you know, there's ghosts exist, and that's spiritual, or you know, and and some people mean spiritual by more of like. Uh, recognizing like the larger uh, consciousness of all humanity and this kind of larger feeling of um, something outside of bigger and outside of yourself that maybe exactly. that may and that's be, exactly what I believe. Yeah. So you know what I call that humanism. Yep. It's, 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 it's funny because most people who, who don't, like spiritual for me always gets drawn into two camps, either spiritual plus supernatural or spiritual sands the earth just on earth, you know, only nat scientific natural laws, but you can be, you know, and anybody who I find falls into the one that doesn't have supernatural stuff happening as well. They're just humanists. They, they sit there and they care about humans and they, and, um, they 
I like I definitely believe that there is something far bigger than just me. And and that's exactly. and that's all of humanity. Yep. And it's so it, it it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, you know, as as humans, we're very base, um, uh, selfish. You know that we we don't we don't want to help others. Mm. We don't want to, you know, collectively as a group, get together and. Be better. I disagree. Really? Yes. Yes. I think it is unfair to look at a population in a city in America or a state in America or look, just taking a broad sweeping consensus and saying humans are selfish. To me, we, to me, if, if humans were truly inherently born selfish we wouldn't be here there would have been far too many saying fuck you i'm out i'm fending for myself and we're weaker alone than together what i think is true is that society the way our society is formed today favors selfish act, selfish action over altruism that's how capitalism is built it's it, it's how our entire it's how society runs today it's it the it's it's people who are famous are often the most selfish of the people it it, it and i th- i just think that that's society and humans are adaptable. We are born just sloppy little buckets of sponge and soaking up anything that gets put in our ears. We can't even help it. We can't not listen. Right? Right. And so you know, I'm I'm glad this all came up cuz cuz I was excited about yeah, it. Yeah. Contradicting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, I I think that humans if anything, maybe are neutral. I, I I don't I don't think it's a far stretch to say that with very minimal socializing, playing with other talk, just talking about just little kids. Kids like to be around other kids. Kids kids are nice. They will brush each other's faces and and do all these sweet little things, um, and then w- at the point of of development when our brains can start to process ownership, we've 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 seen our parents already go. That's mine. That's mine. Do you understand how powerful of an idea that is to a baby who can just barely think of the idea mine? Suddenly, anything they touch in their hands is theirs. And they become a horrible one-and-a-half-year-old if there's another one-and-a-half-year-old and they have a toy that, that is sparkly and they want mine. You know, in in societies, 
where people don't own things, where you live communally together, where the land is everyone's, where where everything is everyone's, where you don't even have a mother that is your mother. Every mom is your mom. Every dad is your dad. You're, there is no selfishness. There is nothing. The only community. It's, yeah, it's, it's humanity. It's, 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 it's what we actually mean when we talk about the good of humanity. We just mean baseline. We mean what we were, what we're supposed to be, what, what our brains are wired to do before the ideas of owning things comes into our brains. Before the idea of, I mean, I mean, really it all comes down to it. All problems, arguments come down to either owning your ideas, owning your speech, owning your possessions, owning your rights, owning things and the worry of that being stolen from you is everybody's the drive of all selfishness. We were convinced we ought own things in life, that, that it is, it is fucking granted, right? Our founding fathers wrote down. That's we, my right. <laughs> we ought get this, yeah. you know, and it's flawed. We aren't, we aren't, we don't ought own anything. It's nice that we can, you know, at, at a time where it's necessary to, it feels like it should be an ought. A necessity can feel that way. But yeah, man, I think, I think it's just poisoning the well, uh, of, of humanity to, to, Again, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily any one person's fault. I think it's just the inherent foundation of religious thinking in our, in, in Western society in general. Uh, it's not a far strip to go. Yeah. No, all humans aren't broken. We're not born sinners and these broken fucking people, but there's still this kind of inherent shitty quality to all of us. You know, I, I think it's, I think it's still doing that same thing of devaluing humans. It is very easy for any one person to be selfish at any given time. But there's a funny thing about selfishness, man. True selfishness leads to altruism. Because if you, if you sit there and all you care about is yourself, and I want the one single best possible life for me. But I have to live on this street. I, do, I, I can't truly live out in the middle of nowhere with no one around me anymore. We're on earth in 2023. So I have to live on this street. My life is worse if my neighbors are unhappy. If their cars are broken down and they're in poverty or anything like that, and I'm sitting over here doing well, I may be living a 95% perfect life, but my life could be 5% better if the people around me were doing better and our road was better kept and, and I didn't have to walk out and look at their fucking ugly grass every day. And, you know, so if all of a sudden you recognize to live the 
most selfish life and have the best life. I would say that's even less than 95. Sure. Because of course. you are bitter. You are upset because of the conditions that are surrounding your life that you have no control over. Right. Right. And, and then you recognize, all right, I want the best life. I need to help them get their shit better. I need to contribute to this block so that my block is better and my life is better. Oh shit, I guess the block next to my block is dragging my now good block down. And if that block was next to my block, everyone in my block would be better, meaning I would be then even better. And it, yeah, I mean that that same mentality could be used to, you know, describe about how wars have been started over the years, you know? Like uh, I want my society being perfect, but you know what the problem is? This guy right next to me that is not nearly as good or more yeah. whatever, you know, whatever standard they got. Oh, well, let's wipe them out. We'll take them over and we'll, they'll become just like us. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll kill all their fight men that can fight and take all the children and women for ourselves. Yep. And then if there's no, you know, no strong men to carry on the ideas, they will just be subjugated by our strong men into our belief system and think the crusades dude that's that's how the crusades worked oh uh, it for 550 fucking years <laughs> yeah. i mean i mean i i'm not the you know most in, in uh educated on the crusades but i mean yeah that i don't know how it stopped necessarily money but i know that if it hadn't oh yeah that's right ran out they, of money uh, they went broke they uh i think they got a loan from like the the French well, ruler, or and and the Ottoman Empire were smart and got very fucking strong. And so, while the 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 Catholics they called themselves Christians, but they were actually Catholics now by today's standards, mm-hmm. were were sweeping their you know gold ridden swords across the land, promoting their righteousness and wealth on their clothes. The, the Ottoman Empire was living in mud and building themselves, not, not truly living in mud. They were, they had far better science. They had better math. They had a better architect. They had, they had far superior understandings. They could, their horse riding skills, their archers weren't as pretty. <laughs> that a hundred percent. And they believed something different, you know? So, um, yeah, no, they, between the Ottoman Empire and the Catholic Church running out of money, they, uh, they couldn't keep funding their murder crusades, spreading the word of wild, spreading the word. Yeah, dude. I mean, so I mean, there was a little bit of selfishness in that too. You know, it's just like to make my life better, I have to make everybody else the same as mine. Well, so but here actually brings up the topic that we had talked about a little bit on TikTok was the uh, the idea of uh, the twelve step programs and recovery. Oh, yes, sir. So I, I, I know you have a differing opinion on this and I'm really excited to hear about this because, you know, I, you know, obviously I went through my own addiction and alcoholism, probably mostly due to guilt and shame from sure. the church that I grew up with. And then I got free and I went wild. Um, so did you use this 12 step program? Oh yeah. You did. And I still do. Um, the basis of that is recognizing that there's that we are the problem, you know, mm-hmm. that there's a selfishness that like 
Yeah. I, in in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it talks about you know uh, uh, selfishness, self centeredness. That we think is the root of the problem. So that's where you know we talk about spirituality. That I the ability to get out of myself and to go help somebody else. That I believe is spirituality. The idea of being able to get out of the common dealing shame, you know, dealing with your own shit. Like I'm constantly focusing on working on myself, making my life better, working on, you know, things that'll help me. Like those are the types of things that'll drag us down and yeah, destroy us. Right. Right. So, so I think, you know, I want to say this first, there's a huge caveat to this conversation because it's, it, it makes a lot of people very uncomfortable and very mad when I say when I, with this, but first, I fully support sobriety for anybody who needs it. Addiction is a disease. It is terrible. And there are, there are many ways now in the modern age that aren't technically the, the 12 step program, Alcoholics Anonymous in itself. There are, but, but there are methods. It is one and any method that will work for the person to get them sober should be used. I fully believe that. 100%. You know, I fully believe that. My problem with AA um, is, is a few things. One, they, nev- they do not post their recidivism rates. The rates yep. at which people fail. Yeah. And he, and, Alcoholics Anonymous, the program in itself, does this very slippery thing. They say, if someone doesn't, if someone fails the program, it's them, not the program. They didn't work the program hard enough. It is the person's fault for not doing this right. Now, there is there is an exception. It's basically if... You're unwilling to be honest with yourself. Well, you, those, those are, that's like your exception. Of, of course. I, the point, the, the point is, is there is a, there are far more people. Oh, let me, let me, let me put it this way from, from looking at, uh, numbers that are posted by AA because I've done a pretty deep dive into this. Um, they, I don't think it is nearly as successful as they would like to think it is. I don't think the program in, in whole works successfully for as many people, individual people as they say it does. And they can get away with saying their program isn't ineffective if people are the problem. It's in there. It's in the book. And so if people are the problem and this is a good program, then if someone fails at the root of it, the person failed, the program didn't, and they don't have to count that against the program not being successful in keeping people sober. I can agree with that. And so there's... Also, you might, it, it, it all differs, you know, when somebody comes in, you know, they're, they're not always ready. Sometimes they just get you know, invited, tr- tricked into coming in like I was, 
you know yeah my, my you know i got invited by a family member to celebrate their birthday and i was like uh, i just kind of never left because i was like oh hey guess i guess i'm kind of fucked up too yeah but uh you know not not everybody's ready at that time they you got to count that too for some of the numbers is like they weren't expecting to you yep. can't just go try it first try and i mean of, I've tried a lot of things and didn't nail it first time. Well, well, yeah, and 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 that and that right there, that's a great point. Gets to my gets to my second issue is I am a firm believer that humans as flawed as we can be, as addicted as we can be and as unhealthy as our brains can be, we are far more powerful then we will give ourselves credit for, or anyone else will too. In every one of those moments, our brains are still more powerful than we think they are. I have a fundamental issue with, I I believe people should be accountable. I believe people should recognize their dishonesty to themselves, their dishonesty to others. I think there is um, a lot of the steps that deal with working and outreach and 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 doing work in the community and and being uh being responsible to your actions to others and the the forgiveness I think a lot of those things are actually healthy and needed in a in a person trying to overcome addiction I don't think the need to I don't think that the need to admit all of these self-defeating things to oneself and then put yourself in a higher power. And I know it it's not God. They say it could be anything. It could be a rainbow. It could be whatever right. this thing is. Doing that in itself, in the core instance of doing that and taking the authority from yourself and putting it in something takes away the individual's power. Now they will tell you it is your feeling that you have power that keeps you in this addicted state and you need to remove that because it's unhealthy and you need to put your, you need your higher power to be outside of you you need to recognize your uh, selfishness that is inherent in you. And this higher power that's outside of you is the only thing keeping you unselfish. Fundamentally, there's a lot of work you have to do. You have to sit here and you have to do a shitload of work. It's not easy. And you will, be, you will fall down over and over again and it's a day at a time. And that's 100% fucking true. But it's not true that you're the problem. Your addiction's the problem. Your brain is the problem. But that's not but you. The addiction stems from a lot of selfishness. A lot of times we'll give away of, of course, everything. Of course it does. Put everyone to the side in order to feed our own selves. Because the selfishness is part of the behavior. It's post you. Right. It, the selfishness you're is, not inherently yeah i see what you're saying you're not you are not selfish your brain your behavior 
has become self-gratifying. It has become this. And there are mounds of reasons why our brains want to self-soothe. And they will pick... Do you, oh. do you believe that addiction can be genetic and it, 100%. you are born with it? So wouldn't you also no, be well, somewhat... I think that... I think that... I don't think you're born... Hmm. Let me, let me say that. Let me, let me go this way because I, I believe that I was absolutely born with a, with a predisposition for addictive personality traits. Both of my parents were used, used things, lots of it. Um, guaranteed, you know, I was probably conceived on it. Um, do you think that situationally things were amplified throughout well, life or, well, well, or well, not? It, it's, I think what it has to come down to is it, it's the nature versus nurture argument, man. And, and, and it's gray. It's both. It's not one or the other. I think that somebody can, you know, so, so, me and Rusty, look at me and Rusty, born in the same house from the same parents less than two years apart. Their lives were no different between the two of us. He seems to have completely missed that boat of being an addict to beer or weed or any, any substance that's mind altering. But if it's sugar or caffeine or something that it, cause something that's in your wheelhouse of, of, increasing dopamine and making your brain go, Ooh, I like, <laughs> I like, then it's there, you know? And so I don't think if, if your dad was a booze hound and you're born a booze hound, I think you're born with a, a genetic, a, a, a probably a brain chemistry makeup or a, a genetic kind of predisposition for, or weakness for, for the tendency. I wouldn't call it weakness, man. And that's the thing. Weakness implies that the other way is necessarily strength. Well, by weakness, I just kind of mean the inability to defend yourself against. Oh, sure, sure. Overboard, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I I get what you mean. If if you're talking about your personal amount of control, recognizing you can be in control, and then your control will get weak in the moment, I understand. You know, I I just I really care about. personal language that's the thing i work on the most for myself is the words i say to myself either internally or or external and even the way we're taught to speak is incredibly powerful in the way we think about ourselves and so you know i have a horrible time going god i'm an idiot i say that about myself all the time i'm a fucking I did it today. Check this out. This is how toxic my brain is. I did this today. I we had a, we had a oh fuck. Okay. Um. Well, I guess everybody can know this. We just uh. This is gonna get heavy for a second. I didn't mean to, but I almost started crying. Oh, so already. we're going. Uh. I just found out. Uh. Tuesday morning. Uh. I was woken up in the middle of the night Monday night. Uh. And my almost twelve year old dog was having a seizure. And she, her body was shaking so hard that she was just like thumping into the wall and we could hear it. 
and she just she you know she pissed herself and it was it was bad man and it lasted once i was awake it probably went for 30 or 45 seconds you know so easily over a minute maybe a minute and a half maybe two minutes i don't know how long she was doing that before i woke up um and she's never had a seizure before um we've had her since she was five months old and um took her to the vet and she has a growth on her spleen and it's most likely cancerous because of her blood markers. They haven't done a biopsy to know, but with these on spleens um, and at dogs of her age, there is no real biopsy. The getting a look at it is a splenectomy. It's just taking it out. And, and dogs her age have a 30% chance of making it off the table. You know, and um, a year ago, a year ago, the 23rd of this month, we put down our other dog who had a giant tumor grew on the outside of him and he had cancer and he was almost, he was nine. Um, and we put him down a year ago. And we were worried about her because she was the old dog. She was the the mama dog. They're not actually the mom of the other dog, but we were, uh, we were worried about her now being a, a by herself, you know, and she didn't even make it a year, you know, after, uh, that. And, and after, after her seizure, like she's, she's kind of a little bit of a different dog now. She's still her and yeah. gets perky, but energy's gone. Um, you know, it, it physically altered her. Um, and <laughs> so, so we were basically told through the vet and our talk, you know, that this, this growth is at the point now and big enough, um, where it could burst in the next three days or three months. And that's bad either way. That's terrible. You got to sit there and wait for it. And you won't know it's going to happen. It'll just happen. She could lay down too hard. Um, you know, and so now we're in the palliative care mode, man, where we got some herbal stuff that is supposed to um, stabilize the blood vessels on the tumor and then actually thicken up the walls, which promotes tumor growth. But in the immediacy of, you know, making her last a week or two longer, um, it's, it's supposed to help just make sure there's no ruptures or anything like that internal bleeding that happens. Um, and yeah, we're going to be basically putting her down on the one year anniversary of our other dog. It's fucking horrible, man. You know, it's, um, I'm yeah, really hard. I'm really sorry to see that they're, they're, they're the fucking best dude. Dogs are the dogs are the, um, they're man's best friend. Yeah. Yeah. We are, we're, we are, we are, evol- we have, we have pathways evolved in our vision centers for recognizing dogs' faces. In fact, we have a better time recognizing dogs' faces and remembering faces of dogs than we do of humans that are a different skin color than our own. 
Did you know that? Our minds have evolved. Our vision centers have evolved to pay attention and, and preference faces with the same skin color, then dogs, then other faces. Hmm. I wonder if that's where all like the Snapchat filters came from and all that shit where, you know, there was a time period where everyone was trying to be dogs and shit. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's nuts though. It's nuts though. Um, but back to being a shithead to myself. Um, so we had our old roommate who we'd lived with in the other house and her dog come over and, uh, she lived with us. And when she got her puppy, her and that dog just became best friends, man. And, and they lived together almost two years. You know, he was, I mean, a puppy, puppy, six months, six weeks or seven weeks old or something like that. And, uh, and, and her lived together. Um, hell yeah, bro. What do you, what do you got? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, those. Yeah. Sweet. Same stuff. It's killer, man. I love it. Oh yeah. Got Jake on it too. Did you? Good. Good. Well, Hey, as long as it's off the real actual fucking tobacco, let's go. 100%. You know? Um, but so, so we're sitting there and we're out and, uh, we went to brunch uh, or went to lunch today and then came back and I just had like a little bit of a food coming. I had smoked a bowl and we're sitting there visiting with our roommate and the dogs are playing. And I was up around dancing with this puppy. Cause he's like two and a half now and he's just rambunctious and, you know, and so playing with this dog and I sat down and we're all just kind of sitting there sad in our feelings, you know, looking at our dog as we recognize like her dwindling life left and just talking about good times. And I fell asleep on the couch and I, I talk about shame. I have, I wish I've always been someone who can fall asleep really easily. And we'd go to movies with my friends as kids and I would fall asleep at movies in the movie theaters. Even though I got plenty of sleep or whatever, I just find myself sitting there. I probably get bored and like, I just fall a fucking sleep, dude. I can do it. And so I got a lot of same way, man. I can sleep in a rock concert. (laughs) Well, Man, we work. I worked on fishing boats, and I could fucking in six foot seas, standing onto a ladder, waiting to pick our next set of nets. I could fall asleep standing up, just rocking back and forth. Man, I mean, I could fall fucking asleep anywhere. Now, granted, at those times you're like thirty six hours with no sleep. Yeah, you know, but you can fucking do it. Um, and so I got, I got ridiculed. I've been ridiculed by everybody I've ever met for being a fucking sleepyhead, dude. And I mean, my girlfriend, my best friends, my room doesn't matter who it is. Oh, Aaron's sleeping again. Oh, you know, they'll come home. Oh, I didn't expect to see you awake, man. You're all like, I, I got fucking ridiculed <laughs> about it. And so I gained a complex about it. I really did. Um, and so much no, so I that, wasn't sleeping. <laughs> so much so that I sat there. I, it even happened today. I was sitting there. I fell asleep on the couch between everybody. And then my, I heard my girlfriend go, he's so cute when he's napping. Like that, that type of thing. And I woke up and I'm like, God, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like I did that to myself. Oh no, I said loser. I called myself, God, I'm such a fucking loser. Oh, it's falling asleep. Like I, I, I freaked out. They were being nice. And I just like took it to that place, man. Oh yeah. Went there. Um, yeah, I, yeah, we're cruel to ourselves, man. We are, we are. And the language we use to speak to ourselves reinforces that behavior we will we will not knowing it choose to use a diminutive word over a supportive word in 
almost all of our internal language. You will say, that's okay, instead of that's good. You will always choose a step down in language, for me anyway. I find myself always choosing the next level lower set of language in, in, in terms of like negative to positive. Right. Um, over a, a better word. And, and we do that to, we do that about things all the time. Um, and, and you say in the weak thing, you know, that people fetishize strong and weak strength. They have, they, they get told something is what it's like to be strong. Something is what it's like to be, um, good. Something that it's like to be holy or virtuous or, or, uh, any one of these epitomizing words. And we get explained that this thing exists and it's always unrealistic. And so we're never, ever, ever going to meet that expectation of what's strong. Never going to be like good enough. Compared to a fake thing. But what if we made all of our internal modeling based off of real things? What if we tried to ground it on reality, not expectation? And, and then, Ooh, that's a big one, right? And then, and then judge ourselves off of reality, off of what is actually happening right now. You know, it's achievable. Yeah. I mean, I mean, man, it's the, the, another big one that I've been doing is like, I've been trying to truly be present. I practice mindfulness a lot and, and I've been trying to take that, that presence I, I practice and apply it to, life when I'm not meditating and, and only noticing when I'm happy because I have this overwhelming feeling like shit sucks sometimes. And like, I, I try to remember and like, I remember being pissed off the other day and I remember being bummed out about that. And I remember, but like, do I remember when I was happy during those days too, you know, and come to find out most of the time I'm, I'm alive I'm happy. Most of the time, I just want to, I just don't want to qualify it as happy because I'm not laughing or rambunctious or like sobbing with affection or hugging or cheersing or whatever. But I'm not. As if the bad feelings outweigh the good feelings so more. They do. They do. They, the reason they do is because they happen so infrequently compared to all of the good times. Right. They stand out and that's why they, Oh man, that's, that's wild to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time we're having a good time. It's not a great time. It's not like a highlight memory making moment, but the reason something shitty all of a sudden feels so shitty is because it interrupted our good fucking time. And as soon as it happens, our brain focuses on that and completely wipes our memory of the last however long of a perfectly fine fucking time. You're enjoying How your do you life. flip your mindset? Well, you don't. That's the thing. It happens to us. We don't flip our mindset. We are passengers. In our decision-making part of our brain, we are retroactively going, oh, that's what you decided, huh? This is what we're doing now? The conscious observer, the, the, the one who is the passenger in the machine, we, we, we're, we're not the authors of 
the vast majority of the actual things we think. You, we, our brain, our brains are, are evolved in such a way that because of, because of all of the amount of things our brains have to do to keep us functioning, limb manipulation, all of the internal ner- nervous system functioning, um, vision, hearing, smell, speech, uh, touch, all of that's happening at the same time. So our, like, when you turn your head, our brain does what's called a visual delay. And your brain, your eyes do not track everything that your brain does. What it does is it recognizes, oh my God, we're having a fast movement. And it goes and pauses and catches that frame and then makes the next moment, the next thing your brain sees, it pushes that all the way back to the moment you started turning your head. It retroactively fills in all of that. That's why you have ghost seconds. Have you ever looked at a clock and been like, man, that second hand is taking forever to fucking tick. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden it ticks and then every second is normal speed again. The reason is, is because you turned your head right as it ticked. So you caught the beginning of an entire full second. Your brain didn't let you know you saw that second tick. It reversed it to when the hand wasn't moving. And then you looked and you saw two seconds pass by in one second's time. That's because our brain isn't, you're blind. You are literally not seeing anything when you turn your head, but your brain makes it up. So when you're driving at 55 miles down the road and you turn to look at something, you're blind in that moment and you've traveled 40 feet down the fucking freeway. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. We have blind spots in our vision that our brain makes up. It just completely fabricates that things are there. But our eyes are actually not seeing it's darkness. There's no visual input in those areas, but our brains go, no, we're going to map in reality so that you think everything's coherent. It's so our brains are making it up all the time. Just our vision. It's, it's, a, it's a good argument for the simulation. <laughs> we could let's, let's, <laughs> let's get into simulation. Cause that's, that's, that's another fun place. Um, but because of that, our brains are also can't rely on our on our external manip our, our external uh intake our external intake of information about what reality is to make decisions it can't wait because that's there's far too much uh delay between us looking at something it going through our optical complex or us touching and feeling it's hot or any of those things going through and our brain pulling in that information making a decision and then acting on it Oh yeah, the latency. Too much at stake. I mean, the, the, you fall trying to brace yourself and catch yourself in that amount of time. You can't. Yeah, that's so your yeah. brain has to do it all for you. And so when <laughs> when something happens that that changes our state of mind, you get bad news. Uh, an accident happens. Something shocks your nervous system and takes you out of that. That immediate flip is unauthored. You are not responsible for that change. We're not. We are only then responsible for how we act after that. Exactly. So we have to then take in and go, oh my God, I am mad. I just found myself being mad. I, 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 my consciousness 
all of a sudden is mad. Why am I mad? You have to ask, why am I mad? What just happened that I don't have control over this, but now I kind of do? What What's going, why am I mad? Should I stay? I most of the time is because you don't have control over it. Exactly. It, well, stoicism will tell you you have control. Uh, here's a great question. Name the amount of things you have control over. My own actions and my own, well, and to an extent, my own thoughts. But, I can redirect some of my thoughts, but right. my actions are my responsibility. Your actions are your responsibility because you take up space in the environment. But do you think you're actually in control of when your hand grabs a thing? You reach out with the intent to grab a can or grab your soda right there. We good? Yeah. It's just kids. Oh, no problem. Kids are great. Yeah. Um, you should have some. N- no. Ain't gonna happen. <laughs> ain't gonna happen, dog. I'm, uh... <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, that's another great conversation to have, too. Um, I'm not against people having kids. I just completely recognize that uh, it is no longer uh, or ever should have been, like, mandatory in a way of, like, an expectation. You know, it's (laughs) – we were told that's why we were here, to just put more people on God's green earth, man procreate yeah you know um it might be an underlying drive for evolution in its sense but as soon as we became societal creatures it 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 stopped being that um and i going back to the selfishness thing people love to label me selfish because i don't want kids oh hell no there's people like me who have like five (laughs) <laughs> yeah how was that selfish of you <laughs> because be, because the argument i'm given is you have the chance to make a life amazing and the fact that you're not is selfish you're choosing to take all of your happiness and only keep it for yourself um oh. where were we i forget what we were just uh <laughs> talking about um <coughs> kids basically oh oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 what um <coughs> yeah yeah that's, that's basically what it is i get told that um selfish and i ought i you know there's a perfectly wonderful life waiting to be brought into the world that could be given everything and and you know it's 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 selfish to not do that and my kind of retort to that to those people, not that it's to you or by any means, but is, um, well, if said child is born, what's the guarantee one that they will have an entirely healthy life, their entire life, you know, and, and two, um, I am, I am by definition signing a being who doesn't yet exist up for at least some suffering. By definition, I will be bringing a being, a feeling, thinking agent into this world and it will suffer. I'm signing it up for that. Yeah. You know, it. Yeah. 
but is the the joy that you you could also bring them well but 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 see that that counter the well the did they don't exist suffering. they don't exist no dad's doing something fun I, we want to see what he's doing he's yeah yes this is why i'm sitting in the razor that's right. have a lock on that door the fortress <laughs> of solitude yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's the thing is, is, is all of that argument is about something that does not exist. You know, it's, 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 it's worrying about literally nothing at this moment. You know, it's weird. Oh, did I lose you? No, just yeah, one second. Oh, you're good, man. You don't have school in the morning. Well, that is not going to help win any argument. <laughs> Reason number 743. Yeah, there's there's very very little privacy. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting conversation, you know. I'm like me and my girl both, she's on the same page. She doesn't find any reason to want to have I mean, and here's the other thing, like I you know, I'm I'm really really brutally honest with myself and I am not good at taking care of just me all the time. Like I rely on my girlfriend so much for like just making sure life happens every day. Oh, I feel that 100%. That, that and you know, I'm I'm plagued by being like a a tortured creator. I, I my, my mind never isn't in thinking of something new, you know, I'm, I'm, it, it is, I'm plagued by it. I'm plagued. I can't focus on conversations. I ignore people. Like my mind is always going and I could not imagine one. I couldn't imagine subjecting kids who don't deserve me acting like that to that. And two, I recognize the absolute necessity of me having to no longer do that because they would need that amount of attention that that all of that time I sit there not worrying about a living being would be then taken up by worrying about a living being. And so one, I would be neglecting my myself necessarily or neglecting them. And either one of those morally is unfair to a like one is unfair to a being that doesn't exist yet and the other one is unfair to me an actual living being who exists right now you know and and which one are you actually going to hurt in in the grand scheme the one who exists or the one who doesn't exist yet <laughs> and it's so yeah, so I they, mean, you you could you could definitely like so when i before i had kids i i definitely felt the same way i didn't want to have kids didn't want to be married after being married, having kids, like, you know, I, I was definitely of the, uh, like, I can't, I can't take care of myself. I can barely do this. It forced me to be able to do those things. Sure. Now, but you, you are definitely onto something though, because, you know, as I've told you, I'm going through a divorce right now. And after the separation, it, it's very difficult because I had my other part, you know, she, 
she did all the shopping. Like I about had a meltdown in Walmart yesterday. Cause I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. Like where are the, <laughs> I called up Jake and I was like, Jake, where are the fucking sandwich bags? <laughs> Bro. Yeah. I have no idea where anything's at. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know how to do this, but you know, I, because oh. of them, I get the motivation to learn these things. And, but yeah, you're, you're totally right about a lot of that. Like, it's hard to stay focused on them, stay focused on my wife and take care of myself and my mental state. It is extremely, extremely difficult. And there are times it, I would never regret having my children. Sure. But, but there is definitely times where I'm like, did I make a mistake by doing this? Because where would I be? Like, I, I probably wouldn't be anywhere better. I can't say that because I, I know myself, but it, like mentally, would I have been better? It, maybe I had a different chance to, you know, work on myself and maybe, maybe the marriage would have worked out, you know, well, or, or, you know, or, 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 or the, the, the other thing could have just been postponed that five years and it could be exactly like this five years down the road. Right. I mean, where I'm older and more mature, and right. I could have handled it better. You know, all, it, it's interesting looking how I raised the older three versus my younger two, you know, I, how I far apart are they in my life? Uh, my oldest is 14. My twins are 13. My youngest boy is nine and my daughter's four. Damn. How old are you? I'm 33. 33. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Early. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can get it done and you, That's know, right. you can see them in graduation and still walk with them. Yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> yeah. But it, when I raised the old, the older three, they, I was very much more, or I was less patient. I was less understanding, less, you know, I was more critical and I still struggle with doing those things. You know, it's hard for me, but when I, ha- by the time I had the younger two, I, I was matured and I had yeah. kind of pieced myself together, you know, cause like, like I said, I was into drugs and drinking for a good portion of my life that, and it really fucked it all up. So I wasn't mentally really even ready for all that. Yeah, dude. But can I say that if it wasn't for these children and forcing me to mature and work on myself so I could be better for them, would I be in the same? Well, yeah, it's funny. At the same time, that's a lot to take on. You know, it's funny. I I, I never want to – I always like asking this question because I I hear people say similar sentiment to that, that – it got me ready. Having these got me ready to, 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 and, and took care of your worry, Aaron, you know, and I go, okay. Um, w- if, if given the chance, not worrying about like the, the lives or the well being of your kids that already exist, given the chance, would anyone want to be forced and, and have to change under duress or be given the chance to grow non stressful? And, and, and achieve the same growth without doing it under turmoil or doing it under turmoil because you had to, not because you wanted to, you know, and, 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 and it's not saying that it's, it, it isn't effective and it doesn't work, but it's when two I, different pathways, right, the same right. Place. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's only when it's presented as like an argument 
for like, ah, but this is why you're wrong here. And I'll go, okay, well, you want to have to do that under stress? Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather not? Would you actually do it? Would you actually make that progress? Sure. Without? Sure. I mean, well, I, I'm not saying necessarily you, but I mean. I think so. I, I, I do. I think so because, because again, at, at, at the heart of it, we all want to be the best version of ourselves. We can be deluded right. in the avenues to get us there. But we all want that for ourselves. It, I, some people don't. But the majority people need the motivation, right? And and it, and it all comes from different places, you know. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm a I'm a loving guy. I love people's kids. Like I I love kids. I I play with them. I'm my favorite thing in the world. Like one of my prides is being the coolest uncle I can be. I have lots of nieces and nephews, dude. And if I have the chance to be like the coolest uncle possible to every one of my kids and I have to every one of my kids, my, my nieces and nephews, and I have the bandwidth to always be present with them and do it and be, be just myself and honest and rambunctious and, and inquisitive and, you know, coolest uncles never have kids. Right. And, and here, and you know, the other thing is I completely recognize and I, and I take this fact on because I, I, I guarantee some listeners right now are thinking this. You know, that's going to change one day. You'll wake up one day and realize you didn't have kids and be sad about it. And I, I take that to heart. I take, I do because I'm 36. I turned 37 this year. I can tell that biologically my brain and my, 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 I, I, I am becoming cognizant about my clock, right? I'm becoming cognizant about, cause I don't believe in like carrying on the name or carrying on your future or like any of that mm -hmm. stuff that our kids do that work for us as adult. Like, no, they, they're their own lives. They carry on their own future. They don't carry my shit with them. I hope they don't. Like, drop all my shit. Please, carry only worry yeah, about no you. shit. You know, don't carry anything of mine. Um, but don't if, be like me. Do, do, do stuff different. <laughs> I <yeah>. fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but please learn from me. Use me as an example of what to not do. Yeah. I think that's how Rusty gets away with not being hooked. It's like, you know, you said that your parents, they had done stuff and he witnessed that my soon to be ex-wife, her family, the exact same way. Yeah. Never had a problem. Mm. Jealous. Yeah. But my family, we didn't, we didn't, there was no drugs. There was no alcohol in the house. There's, they never drank. I don't think my parents ever drank until I was 25. Right. right around the time when I quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. There's the, the the hard rebellion, man. Don't do it. You're gonna do it. I. Uh, yeah. That was that was that was the the course of all all of my rebellion. Um, and it wasn't an explicit like. Well, it, some of it was, you know, drinking and stuff like that. Um, getting tattoos, those kind of things. Like, don't have you're never doing that. Um, but. Uh, yeah, and and like the hu the 
the the the humanist in me recognizes also like the need on this planet for caring for people. And so if I wake up one day and I go, fuck, I guess I wish I had kids. The first goddamn thing I'm going to do is find a kid without a home. They already yeah. exist on this goddamn planet and there's hundreds of thousands of them in our country alone and they don't have a home. Right. You know, if and all I, of a sudden I can tell you, I mean, we, we fostered a kid about two years ago, a year and a half ago. Good for you, man. And it was absolutely horrible experience and not because the kid was horrible, but because the system is so fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, and they made it an absolutely miserable experience for us from the day one, and all we were doing is trying to make a kid's life better. Yep, yep. And yep. they wanted to put red tape in front of us, one thing after another. Yeah, and the older the kids are that you foster, the harder that tape gets. Yep. The longer they've been I mean, in the system, the longer they've been kicked from home to home. The more background they have, they the harder it is yeah. for one family to get them. Yeah, yeah. And, no, it's, and it sucks for the kids because. They just want to be loved. They just want a home. But the state and society keeps you from being able to do those things because they keep you so – for a good example, I have a window in my bedroom. It's not an egress window because it's too tall. They forced me to get a dresser and put it in front of the window and put a hammer in the window so that this nine-month-old infant can climb up on there in case of a fire, break the window out, and get themselves out. It doesn't make any sense to anybody but the state. But they will make that an absolutely miserable experience. Yeah. Just trying to, I'm just trying to take care of a child. I, I've got five. They survived for the past you know, 14 years. No fires. No I, need I to use can... a fucking hammer to break a window. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah that's 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 yeah, insane I, I definitely think that's not a bad way it's like we need we need so many kids out of the out of the system it's it's insane and yeah. it's not doing them any favors by putting them in the system nope nope you know who isn't helping the goddamn church isn't helping a goddamn thing no shit you know they want to talk about all the good and doing that shit and they have all that tax-free fucking money yep every year I mean, right now, <laughs> you know who the wealthiest entity on the planet is, or at least was at least a year or two ago. Probably the Vatican, the Mormon Church. Out, oh yeah, far richer than the Vatican. They own way more property. That's the thing. The Vatican is rich, but they have and they have their thing. No, Mormon Church owns property everywhere on the planet. They're and holding because they put their they put their churches in school zones every time yep. in order to recruit. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Yeah, you, you can see it. You can, can see it right in Soldatna. It's right there in Soldatna. Open up orphanages and take care of all of these children. Bob, but, but but they would do that, and they would be religious-run orphanages. They have to be secular yeah. orphanages. They have to be by controlled and and ran. I mean, I hate to say by the state. Because depending on the fucking yeah. state, it's fucking terrible. But, yeah. you know, I'm all for the government keeping their hands out of the things that they should have no duty with their hands in. Exactly. Taking care of children is a duty 
the government should be a part of. Now, it shouldn't be ran. Now, what they do is they pass it off. They take that responsibility and they pass it off to other businesses, other entities, and those entities run those. There isn't one governing body for all orphanages. There isn't one thing that they're all, they're allowed to do whatever they want. There's different rules if it's a Catholic orphanage than if it's a, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to see a fucking, you know, military style it, it, prison. It gets so, right. It gets so complicated when you think about like, well, what's the solution? Well, our tax dollars not going to building missiles, but going to getting kids homes. How about that? How about take my, my tax dollars, fix the roads so buses can drive safer to get kids to school, feed them food, and house the ones that don't have houses. That's where I want my taxes to go. Like, okay, we need a military, but they don't need 70% of every dollar I pay to taxes yeah. to the military. Dude, I'm, I'm so libertarian on all this shit. Like, yeah. I, I, but then there is that that point that you're bringing up is like, what happens with the roads? That's always the argument. It's like, well, who takes care of the roads? Who takes care of the schools? Who takes care of the old people? And it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, taxation is theft, but like it also kind of necessary. Taxation is theft when they're taking your money they tell you will go to the roads and they put it towards something that isn't the fucking roads. Yep. Taxation isn't theft if you go, I'm paying 20% or 30% or whatever it is of my money I make every year and it goes directly to this and I get to see the paper trail. If I care about it, I can watch, I can watch the, the receipts for my taxes where they're spent. They don't do that. It's 2023. How are we not doing that? Right. Right. Or or seeing where your votes go. Well, you know why? Because, because political, but because they don't, because they don't want to show us that, the military spending is still losing money. And there's accountability to where it goes. If they give us that information freely, how can one, one part of our government lose a trillion dollars and go, we just, it's gone somewhere. We don't know where it went. Um, but it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a loss because all the money that we need that, that, that we accounted for was, is still accounted for. This was extra money that now we don't have. Wait, extra? Why, why did we have extra? <laughs> right. This is a far bridge. I don't even know how we got here. Yeah, um, we, that, we're getting political, and I don't really want to do that. But well, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I just don't think. What, I, I think the solution is what we were going for. Well, we, we were talking about care. Like, I mean, at the baseline of it, we're talking just about the brokenness of the fact that kids don't have houses and food. I mean that's just the biggest fucking crime in a in in any city, let alone you know uh, every modern Western city in the United States. I mean it's yeah. I mean if you can make foster care happen at one day when you decide, hey, I want kids, and they don't make it complicated for you, but I I don't I don't see any problem with that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wild thing. Um, let's go to, um, 
Oh, I guess we covered. Oh, the only other thing, the only other thing I wanted to say, I, I know we're jumping all over my, the listeners going to be like, where the fuck is, I need a roadmap for this conversation. Um, <laughs> no uh, shit. That, that's my mind though. It's ADHD. Yeah. It's bad. Dude, all, all the time. Um, the only other thing I wanted to say about AA um, that I, I meant to get to, because I, th- I think I pretty much covered my worry about them not posting their recidivism, recidivism rates, my worry about uh, taking on a higher power and kind of minimizing your own accountability yeah. in the action. Because like for me, and I've told this to quite a few sober friends, and, and, and you know, I, I don't mean this as like any disrespect, but like I believe that it was only you who got yourself sober. I don't think the program did anything for you, truly. I think that it gave you a place to put your energy to make it feel like you weren't letting yourself down. But in the end, it didn't do any of the lifting. You did all of it. Correct. And I I say this all the time and I hear it all the time. Uh, I wish this was taught in high school as like a prerequisite for life you know it's like it's they're great ideas of how to manage your problems not just addiction not just alcoholism not just whatever topic life in general yeah yeah uh, it's it's not it's not spe- uh it's not specific to those things nope it can be used in all your aspects of life and that's why many people do the 12 steps over you know, their entire life and they continue to keep doing them like myself is because those things have, uh, I guess, helped me figure out many different things in life. Can I ask you, you, it can be used for anything. Can I ask you what, what do you think? Because, because this is my ignorance, you know, this is where I've read literature. I've heard, you know, uh, talks and things like that, but, but having never been one, um, truly truly addicted i've definitely dealt with like i a clinician would probably call it addiction i recognize that i've never i've never been in a place where i where it cost me relationships or jobs or things like that. You know, I've never been, I've definitely, you know, and, and, it, and it's booze. And especially younger when I was far more of like an active musician playing in bars, party and shit like that. It was the light, but I, I, I was able to, the thing that let me know, I, it wasn't as bad as other people is I was able to go just cold Turkey stop and not, um, not feel physical repercussions from stopping. Right. So there's a difference between an alcoholic and a heavy drinker. Sure. You know, an alcoholic has it like a, so, in my in my case, when I first quit, it was an actual. It was almost worse than an actual hunger. 
Oh yeah. It was a necessity that I needed to fill the hole inside of my stomach. Yep. Yep. No, I've, it's funny because I don't want to equate because everybody's is everybody's experience is different. Everybody's thing is different. So I, I don't, I never want to equate. I, I feel like I understand that feeling. Um, and I think everybody does to an extent. Yeah. 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 I, I think they do. I, I think, think we're all longing for something. Sure. Sure. Um, what we fill it with is up to us. It's, it's funny. It, it was, it's funny you say like a hunger in your stomach and I, I feel like for me, it was, it was here. Like it, it was my brain going, I get off work and I know I have no beer at home and my brain would go, Hey man, there's this gas station and this gas station and this gas station on the way home. Swing in. And I would go, nah, I don't need to. And I'd be driving along on my way home. And the next thing I'd know, I was pulling into a gas station. Right. And like, why the fuck am I pulling in here? Like, I, and then before I know it, I'm buying beer, you know, and it was, it was just this. And at the time, it was like, The reasoning, the set, the, the like, the self convincing that this action isn't isn't not what you wanted, you know. Like you really actually did want this the whole time. You were just giving yourself a hard time about it. Yeah, you know that feeling, like, I, yeah, oh yeah, it, it, it's the habitual. Yeah, right. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, because it is. It, it is the habit, right? And um. How are you going to sleep if you don't have a couple? Right. How are you going to, uh, how are you going to lessen how bad of a day at work you had? You know, if you had a good day at work, you're going to celebrate your good day at work after work. If you had a bad day at work, you're going to fucking forget you had a bad day at work. Yeah. See, I, I, and that's, that's so cool. Cause it, Again, it's not specifically drugs or alcohol. Yeah. It's action. Because some people go to gym. Some people, I don't know, religiously watch porn. You know, it, it's it's whatever gets you that dopamine or whatever. Yeah. Well, well it, yeah, it, it is just, it could be dopamine. It could be serotonin. I'm happy it could... when I'm sad, you know, I celebrate. Yeah. You mourn. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Mourn. You know, it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a nasty, nasty trick. Our, our brain plays on itself, man. Wanting, wanting chemicals to feel good. You know, that's why I know shit wasn't fucking designed this way. What, what, what God who was building humans and looking at the drawing board would say when, when these humans are low on dopamine, they will hurt themselves more when they have full amounts of it. I'm going to design it that way. Cause these are my perfect creations. 
oh yeah. what these humans will will fall into month long ideals of self harm if their serotonin's just a little low if they don't see the sun for a little bit and their you know? vitamin D gets a little low yeah <laughs> yep and i'm going to put the shit come out right by the balls <laughs> no shit um yeah i i i just i you know it's cognition thinking about the way we think thinking about w- Spending the time to analyze not only the thoughts we have, but the the pathways in which we come to our conclusions. The and it's hard, man. It is it is not easy to 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 separate yourself from just being the passenger in your brain to the auditor of your brain, because that's really what it takes. It takes. You're not just riding in the train. You're the fucking, you're not even the conductor, but you're the guy rocking up and down the aisles, checking all of the passenger for tickets, making sure they're allowed on that train. And you kick out the fucking passengers you don't want because they don't have a fucking ticket. They're not allowed to be there. And you accept the people, you know, and we have to be that train, that, that ticket checker who walks up and down the train. We can't, we can't just ride in the trains and moral compass. Morality comes down to it. Yeah. Morality, ethics. Um, what makes sense to you? I think it's the most important because it, it, what's it, I think that's the difference between religions, uh, spirituality is what makes sense to you and what somebody else is telling you is right. Okay. Well, let me, let me ask you this though. When, when, when you say what makes sense to you, my, my worry when people say that is, that they're they're stopping as soon as they find the thing that makes sense to them. They go, what makes sense to me? Crystals. Crystals heal. And they have auras. And if I put crystals, amethyst in the corner of this room and this in the corner of this room, it works for me. It's got, it, it feels right. It's got to be true. And they stop there. And it can't just be about what feels right for me. It has to be about what's true. Because how you feel about something has no bearance on the truth value of the claim. It's true independent of what any human thinks about it. You know, and so, and so when, when we're analyzing our thoughts and patterns, we, it is a great place to start. Hey, these are my preconceptions. These are the notions. This is the way I lean. This is how I feel. This is, these are the things that resonate and make sense to me. Is it true? Am, am I, am I, am I not, am I convinced of an idea for a bad reason, but it's true? Like, did I, did I come to a true conclusion with bad reasoning or, or do I have some reasoning that led me to a false conclusion? I need to fix the reasoning. Like that, there are many ways for us to trap ourselves and trick ourselves into missing those things. And um, the the big thing is the big thing is, man, am I talking too much? No, God, no. Okay, okay, because I feel like I'm. <laughs> I my brain was going talk, talk, talk. Hey, fucker, you're talking too much. Make sure your guest is like. Oh, not God, having no, I mean, 
I've been waiting for this for a, a while. Okay. So like this is great. Okay, good. Um the big the big thing we have to the big thing that every person has to do is be completely honest with themselves and first established how much you care about truth. Some people in their most honest states will will tell you I care more about the feeling I get when I believe something than if it's true or not. It feels good to me to think that my I will see my mom and dad when I die too. It feels good to me to think that X, Y, or Z doesn't, you know, and, and that is what's important to them. For me, my the way my brain works, it actually feels better to me to, to believe things that are true or likely to be true than to worry that I'm walking around thinking things that aren't true. Like that is that that is an existential dread. Like, what am I walking around existing in reality? But my brain is believing something that isn't true about reality, and I don't recognize I'm doing it. I don't think you're unique in that, man, because I think that's how the whole world feels right now, because there's so much misinformation because, you know, the Internet, there's Mm -hmm. people that are getting small bits of information and spreading it as truth. Yeah. And we're seeing it and getting it thrown in our faces constantly. And so now we're all confused. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on because you may have your belief. I may have my belief. They might have their belief. We could all be fucking wrong. Right, right. Well, we it's it's a very uneasy feeling. But someone's right. Right? There is there is a truth regardless of what all the other people believe. There is inherently a truth. Yeah. Depending on the claim, it 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 is there. And so when you're when all these, when anybody can believe anything because everything is available, all truth and lies are available to you at any time. You have to ask yourself, what is it? What is it that, like, it's hard to with without like being specific on any fucking topic, but yeah, what is it that? actually matters about my beliefs because if you're worried about the truth of something the truth of a claim that doesn't i don't want to say doesn't affect your life but that doesn't uh that doesn't negatively impact your goal as a human I don't think it's worth worrying about on, on a level the same as like, like I, I, I don't give a fuck if Bigfoot exists. There's a lot of information out there and, and, and you could go either way and there's, or, or UFOs and if they're aliens or not, like I could give a fuck about that. There's sure you can watch hundreds of videos but until we see a goddamn green man walk out of a ship, 
climate change is still real, motherfuckers. Like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, there there are yeah. there are things that are going to affect all of humanity. There's his truth, there's her truth, and then there's the truth. Like, they, yeah. are those the same thing? We like there is the truth. Right. That's what we need to find. Well, and, and that's what I, is so discomforting about the world today is that like what this person said is true like i just want the truth i don't give a fuck if it's yours or yours right right me the truth so so not all truths are equal because not all claims are equal right right so things may be true but they may be true in a way where the truthfulness of them actually doesn't affect the status quo. They could have a really loud voice about something and it could be, especially today, a lot of people will, will go, this fucking matters because people are saying this is true. No, that's fucking false. And this fucking matters. And they're talking about whether crystals work, you know, (laughs) I mean, and that's the argument and, and it's heated and millions of people are involved and news broadcasts are taking their time to push to the public that crystals may or may not work. And there's a lot of heated debate on this topic right now. Oh, yeah. Conflict sells, man. You know, oh, the amethyst people are going against the fucking quartz people and the sandstone people <laughs> are going against the I mean, it's but we're we're talking about crystal healing and we're not talking about like (laughs) you know uh chemistry or like uh fucking pick pick anything i mean i mean pick pick any fucking hard science science is provable and it's truth and it is fact well, and, and that's it, well, to our extent of our knowledge. Yes. Anyway. Well, and it's falsifiable. They go, hey, here is our claim. Here is all this evidence that we have to support the reason we think this is most likely true. If it was false, here's what the data would have to look like. This is what we're looking for. This false data right here. We're looking for this. And if we find this, our shit's false. We're, you know, be, the reason we have all this evidence supporting the truthfulness of this claim is because we have yet to find the thing that makes it false. And that's what, that's what all science is searching for is the deep, they are trying their damnedest to debunk their ideas. That's how we further the, the usefulness of the idea because we prove how many ways it's not wrong. And if, if any claim is presented to me, it doesn't matter what it is. If any single claim is ever presented to me and I can't go, how, what would that have to look like if it was false? Because they're, they're most likely going, this is true, man. Did you see this? This is true. Okay. You think that's true. What would it have to look like if that was false to you? Because if you don't have a way to prove that idea false, you're fucking, you're, you're delusioned. You are biased and you are following this claim without evidence and you're supporting blindly. blindly. You haven't even taken enough time to figure out what the world would have to look like if that was not true. 
Because that's possible. What evidence would you need to make it not true? What evidence would be good enough to counter the thing that you think is evidence that's making it true? And, and when you ask those questions and then you start looking at the things that people are worried about, especially politically, especially governmentally in all of the news, what the news is revolving around, most claims have no falsifiability. They are presenting. Most of them are, we're worried this will happen. So we're going to say it's true that it's happening. So we can fight against our worry without saying we're fighting against just a worry. They have no way to falsify any of their claims. They're just claiming it to be that way. If they, if, if anything is said and true and it's in an article or a news report, they will link the source. Man, they made us do it in high school. Right. Yeah. Follow the source. Okay. Where's that source come from? And if you, if you, if you click on a source of an article and it's also an opinion piece and that opinion piece doesn't list a, a source for where they got their opinion, then it's not true because an opinion stated an opinion as the source. You have to get to the thing that's not the opinion and, and keep stumbling down the hill of article and article and, and po until you go. This thing is no longer an opinion because here's the thing that they're arguing about. And most of the fucking time, there isn't one. They're red herrings. They're people just worrying for worry's sake. Yeah, as if it, it, as if it directly affected their life today. Correct. And, I mean, that's the most frustrating part is that it, the world is so polarized. That everyone is going to try to convince you that their way is the right way. And they're going to give you whatever information that will lead you to yeah. the idea that they are right. They'll and try. That, They'll try. Yeah. 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 And, and they're, But they're not going to put information out there that will let you have your own ideas and your own thoughts. They're going to give you their bits of information that will intentionally – direct you to their point of view. Right. That's why that's why developing developing a a consistent worldview that isn't tied to belief is the first step in approaching any any decision making, fact baking, fact checking uh like you said, anybody will come to you and try and sell you their fucking snake oil and tell you why it's yeah. good and all the things it'll fucking cure. And all you have to do is drink it and believe it. And you can, you know, for me, I, I, I'm a, I'm a skeptic and my moral foundation is humanism. So I, I, I approach every single thing I'm encountered with through that lens i feel as if humanism is grounded by nature and by science it's not just like it's not just like a, a i i could be wrong i could be biased in this i recognize that but i the things that i use to ground my reasons for humanism are based in science they're based in 
the evolutionary things we see as why we're in a moral social group. And, and it doesn't, I don't have to appeal to anything outside of nature for my worldview to stay consistent. And, and when I act on that, I care about humans first. I care about the well-being of humans first. That's just how my, that's how I'm wired. That's how I act. I, 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 I view myself as a part of humanity, but I don't take my own individual accounting for truly first if I'm talking about large scale moral things. I mean, you know, how humans treat humans, how, what laws should be made, what, what anything like that, how we ought run a, a government, uh, priorities of said are, are all based for me off of humanity first, the people residing in the country, you know? Um, and I think that it allows me to then order my worry of, of claims based on the severity and impact to all of the people, the things that impact the most people, the most of the time first are the highest of my priority of caring about, of devotion to, of, of learning about, and it goes down the list, you know, um, and I, I think that's kind of a healthy way for, it'll be different for everybody. But if yeah, I was going to ask, do you think it'd be better to separate, I guess? Uh, I, I mean, people with like-mindedness, should they be separate? No. Uh, I mean, eventually the groups are going to get so big that you're going to have polarization and division. A hundred percent. Because you're going to have different mindsets. Yep. Yep. And, and the thing that fixes that is empathy and education. Not, not calling, not, not immediately casting out someone as hopeless or deluded or locked in because they feel a way and think they just don't every time Not someone reverting to selfishness. I, I think that most of the time, the reason people have bad ideas is they are undereducated on the topic they have the idea about. Racists are racist because they are under undereducated on what humans are. If they actually understood that the amount of melanin in a, in the skin is nothing different than hair color, the, the majority probably wouldn't be racist the same way they were anymore. They would still have some ideals and baked in stuff like that. But if they're holding it based on skin color that they think it's an inferiority and then they, they learned they had the education to dissuade the reasons for belief and it can go about anything. It sometimes it's it, it inevitably it will be hard to teach those people. But the thing that doesn't teach them is anger and vitriol and attacking and anything. It, it you have to come with empathy because they're human beings. They could be the di most disgusting fucking people on the planet. They're human beings, and one time they were a baby. They were a baby, and they didn't know 
anything. They didn't have any ideas. They couldn't even speak yet. They were not racist as a baby. They were taught to be. And yeah. anything Ra- that was racism taught. Racism comes from anger and from just need. And I, I don't believe most people are even that are racist are even racist. I believe that they have anger and this is what they've chosen as their outlet. Um, They, ooh, that's, that's tough. I think that, I think anger could be a good, um, a good manipulator, uh, to get the person available to be convinced of a bad idea. But once angry people don't just believe another race is inferior to yours, it has to do with some convincing too. Right. You know, um, the anger can be worked on and the bad ideas can be worked on. Right. You, you could take the anger out of somebody and they could still be convinced of a bad idea. If they're angry because they're convinced of a bad idea and you dissuade them of that bad idea, they no longer have a reason to be angry about it. You know, I, I really, I, I believe it's education that yeah from a from a young age from a young age but even man 50 year olds can still learn shit you know they you can teach anybody anything and it i i you know it's never too late i the, the 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 saying old dogs can't learn new tricks that's another one of those uh uh one of those things that uh Oh man, he's just old. You just gotta let him be. Yeah, you can't change him now. Well, that dude still votes. It matters. <laughs> you know, he yeah he hops on the road, he drives. Yeah, obviously he's able to be taught something. Right. He. I mean. I mean. Obviously, it still fucking matters. Yeah, I've seen people turn their entire lives around at 60 plus years old. Damn right. You know, it, it's not too late and it's never too early. It's it, exactly. It, it's never too early. It, it and that's 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 the thing, man, is is we want, you know, if 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 we want to talk about actual change, if we want to talk about things to do to pull society up by itself to, to, to take society and, and have it pull itself up is, is it, it, I mean, what it'll take isn't a government change. It isn't a law. It isn't anything like that. It is something to push forth the view that we're all equal and together that is outside of one group saying it to another group. You know, people, people argue a lot or or not argue, say a lot like, Oh, well, if aliens fucking come here, guess what? We're all a planet against aliens. You know, it's the independence day thing. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's true to a point, you know, I, I really do think that that's, Something like that would be what it what it was. Um, my worry, 
my my kind of uh humanity apocalypse notion is uh that it's just gonna be sea level rise we're gonna have a major sheet off greenland or fucking south america or antarctica or something like that some big massive 450 square mile 5,000 or whatever big ice chunk is just going to fall into the water and melt. And we're going to get two to three, two to three feet of sea level rise. Just three feet of sea level rise will displace almost 2 billion people on the planet. 2 billion people, a quarter of the planet will be displaced by just three feet of sea level rise. And that's not aliens coming. That's not anything crazy. That's just one big chunk of ice falling in the fucking water. And all of the sudden, a quarter of the planet is going to be homeless, foodless, carless, searching for higher ground. And the entire rest of the three quarters of the planet who is in higher ground will have to absorb one quarter of the planet. It doesn't matter. Nice, actually. It doesn't matter <laughs> where you're from. It doesn't matter who they, because they can't help it. Their borders yeah. are bo- borders are irrelevant when there's a 2 billion people migrating. Yeah. You stay on your side. We stay on ours. That's not going to make any difference. A, a quarter of humanity migrating on this planet. And that's in the next 50 years, bro. <laughs> Hard to think of that. I know. But but we ask ourselves, you know, I, I, I don't, that's the thing. That's like, hey guys, I guess that's what it'll take because we're not doing it ourselves. You know, we're not, we're not doing it ourselves. But, but conversations like this matter. That's why I love doing this because... We talk about this. We're, we're we're jovial and we're sharing and we're we're bringing up our ideas and our worries and 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 I'm doing most of the talking because I'm a fucking I I guess I love the sound of my own voice. Um, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I enjoy it. <laughs> um, but I, someone will hear this and go, "Yeah, that's 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 a really good idea there." Or, man, that made me think about this thing here and I never thought about that before. Or, you know, and, and, and hopefully that starts one conversation with one of their friends who also hadn't yeah. thought that way. And it is hard to find people that will have conversations openly like this. You know, it, you and I, like I've said, we, we are going to have different opinions, but yeah. like in the end, we can have the conversation without me being like you're an asshole or are you saying I'm an asshole I have nothing to do with him well well I don't think listen we don't th- have these open discussions nothing is talked about well and and here's why there isn't one view okay maybe there's a few but there there are very 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 few beliefs I hold that I'm not willing to be wrong about. I don't hold anything I believe so fervently that it's part of my identity that I couldn't, if that was wrong, I wouldn't be me anymore. And so many people 
hold their ideas as part of their identity. They, they are their ideas. When you ask them, Hey man, who are you? Oh, I'm this believer. I believe in this. No, I, I didn't ask what you believe. I asked who you are. Oh, I guess they're the same thing. And I, people's have confounded identity with belief and they can't separate them. And when we ask what the real problem is, it's that I think, or at least one of them, one of the core issues is that people think they are what they believe. Right. And you can't get them out of it. Not, not until maybe, well, you either have to show them examples of how their identity is not that belief or that belief is detrimental to what in their identity is. Like you have to deconstruct the, 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 the relationship that they do in their brain, tying the two together. And yeah, be you know. willing to believe something different too. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you're not going to explain to my parents that, you know, God is fake and that they've been manipulated since childhood. I don't, I don't have to. See, my, my, my actual thing would be to go, my, my, if someone is just a generic Christian and they believe that God exists, but they truly aren't prejudiced or they don't discriminate based on other faith or a- any bylaw or byproduct of the dogma they believe in, then they they're not my worry what are they doing who are they harming if they just walk around carrying a belief about god around and they're not voting on enacting legislation that hurts people because of god if they don't want to push separation of church and state issues onto people who aren't their religion you know i mean you know it's if they're not doing any of that then I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I only care about when their beliefs enact action that hurt others. That's all I care about. And, and my, my thing would be to, to take that person and go, Hey, I don't care if you believe in God, but why do you think it's right to then say gays should burn in hell because of your belief in God? Yeah. You know, and it's not your life. Well, well, and you know, if you're, if you're building that foundation on this, then here's the stones you're commanded to huck at their heads. If you're not, if you're going to take your Bible and say, this is the justification for your hatred, here are the rocks, go throw them, prove, prove your fervor for your God, you know, and they won't. Most people won't. Some people will fucking throw rocks and then they go to jail and that's where they belong. But the people that won't recognize already that their morality is different than God's. And right. you can, and with any that's person, a pretty extreme action to take, you know, based on your belief because they are human and they believe in humanism to an extent. Yes. And because all, and, and still can, it, what the, the story of, uh, Abraham. Yeah. When he goes to go, Kill his uh, son. Burn his son. At the, yeah, Smir- yeah, yeah. Stab him. Yeah. Yeah. That's an extreme. That's what, but, it, you know, you tell the typical Christian that you need to go do that. They're going to be like, mm, something's not right. Yeah. If you walked up to any 
Christian and went, I just got a message from God that I have to go drown all my children because he commanded me. They'd go, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, let's lock you up for a little bit. You need a break. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, and, and, and you can always find within anybody where their humanism comes through, where, where they quit following their dogmatic belief and follow their more their in their humanistic belief in in one action somewhere in their life they do it and you show them that and you show them you treat these people this way not based on your religion but based on humanity how is that different than any other way you treat anybody else where is the dividing line show me you know and and you can separate and i think that you can make almost all christians who are oppressively believing into humanist Christians. They don't have to give up any of their faith. They don't have to lose. Ask them. Right. Well, yeah. Show them. Right. Right. Those people have never met the people they hate. They've never spent time with them. They've never had a meal with them. They've never had that person pull over and, and help them fix their flat tire. They've never, you know, it, 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 it's they've never traveled to another country. They've never less their city limits. You know, yeah. think about how many people, you know, who are stuck in their beliefs and they don't know what the other side of the state they live in looks like. Oh yeah. And it, it, it hits home. Cause you know, I, I gotta say my, my dad, he was pretty racist Yeah, and it, we, we moved to like Florida, California, Nevada. I mean, these, these are all like heavy minority areas. Yes. And the things I would hear him say was like, why did we come here if you don't like them? <laughs> like you obviously have no problem face to face talking to these people. Yeah. Why are you like this? Did he change? Uh, no, no, still damn. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's not a lot that can change that, man. Well, you know, there's, uh, but I could change myself, even though that was what I was raised to hear and to, and taught to believe. Yeah. Yeah. I, getting inter, it was actually really good for me to be intermingled into those societies while hearing that and being like, well, that's not the truth. Yeah, you would hear him say something and then go have a real world counterexample of what he said. And, and, right. yeah, yeah, that's that, that is the powerful learning, man. That creates like, I mean, cognitive dissonance is one of those powerful, powerful pushing tools, uh, that when a lot of times when people are, angry and unhappy in their belief it's because they are suppressing that feeling they are themselves also having cognitive dissonance they are going i believe this thing but i'm getting examples that that thing is false and it hurts my brain it is an uncomfortable place to live in and yeah. when you suppress it 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 fights your central nervous system it 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 it, it engages other emotions because you are you are unable to regulate other emotions because you're spending so much mental time processing deregulating this one feeling 
and and all your bandwidth goes to fighting that and then you just turn into a you know someone who 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 just needs uh some therapy and some counseling and uh yeah you know to recognize that people love you even though that you hate everyone yeah it can be powerful what um okay okay i want to do this because we're fuck yeah we're kicking ass dude we're almost at three hours can you believe that um hell yeah let's let's do this where uh do you have any questions for me i i do you have anything that that you feel like we didn't cover that that you maybe want to expound on um i kind of want to let you you know wrap up and get some good last words in and and I want to try not talk too much and give you some floor. So I, I don't know. Is there anything that you're sitting with that maybe you feel like we didn't uh, get yeah, on? Hit I on? think we, we covered a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Shit. It, we did. It's, it's, are you, are you just I, feeling I feel like, like you didn't get haven't... something to say? You, 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 there was like something you wanted to talk that you didn't get to yet or. No, okay. uh, absolutely not. And I think we should have more conversations like this. Well, this is part one of a series because, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. This is part one. No, no. So there's there's going to be com- stuff that comes up. And I'm sure we'll make lists later. But I, I'm loving this because there's very few people that I can find who are willing to have these conversations without calling me right wing, left wing, you know, religious cultist, whatever. Yeah. You know, and I, I it's great. And I, I actually kind of want to know, uh, you're, you're agnostic, correct? Or I, I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so I, I, I'm an atheist. Um, <clears throat> and, for me, how I think most people who are atheists use it, um, there's kind of like the Dawkins, Richard Dawkins made the the d- designation between weak atheism and strong atheism. It, he, he, he defined it kind of like a sliding scale. Multiple other people have. Um, I don't like that term, weak atheism or strong atheism, but basically what he was saying is there's Weak atheism is, I am not convinced in the claim. It is, it's not a positive, it's not a positive affirmation of, of God does not exist. It is, many gods are purported to exist. I am yet to be convinced that they are. It's, it's the same, I mean, it's the same as Bigfoot. I am not convinced that Bigfoot exists. I am not saying a hundred percent sure Bigfoot does not exist. I'm not making that positive claim and putting my belief behind it. I, Wouldn't that be a, a, uh, agnostic? Right. So, so it has been used that way colloquially. The thing is, is, is th- theism, atheism or theism has to do with belief. Gnosticism has to do with knowledge. So, so they're actually two different things. N- knowledge is a subset of belief. Th- they're, they're intertwined, but knowledge is, if you looked at a big Venn diagram, there's a big circle. Belief is the big circle and knowledge is a smaller circle inside of that bigger circle. Um, 
and and knowledge in the epistemological way, not knowledge as in like I I'm aware of that. I know about that. I'm not talking about awareness. I'm talking about knowledge. Um, some people will call it justified true belief. Um, to me, knowledge. I've other people have said this this way. Knowledge to me is that thing that you believe so incredibly, incredibly much that it would be world view altering to find out it was different. So, like, like I would say, like the flat Earth. Right. I know the Earth is a globe. I would call that a, p- a piece of my knowledge. Not only just through eye examples, but through the math. There are, there are foundational ways that I can do. I can take a measurement. I can do the math. I can hand you only the math. You can recreate it and get the same example. You know, so those things are knowledge. If we were to find out all of a sudden that the earth was in fact flat, it would, it would shake every core level of my foundation of understanding reality. You know, I call that knowledge, but for other things, they're just beliefs. They're, they're the bigger circle. Um, and so theism is the belief in a God. Atheism is the lack of a belief in a God. Then there's Gnosticism and agnosticism. You could be a Gnostic theist, have knowledge. You could have a belief in God and know it's true. You could be an agnostic theist. You could have a belief in God, but not be be like, I don't know if it's true, but I believe it is. I, I'm kind of on the fence. I can't prove it really is, but I, I have my faith in it. You know, you could be an right. agnostic atheist, which is kind of what I would call myself if you want to bring Gnosticism into it. I would be an agnostic atheist. So I would be an atheist that doesn't have proof no God exists, but I am unconvinced so far that any does. Right. And I think, I think it's really hard for somebody to become an actual, an actual atheist, like like a hard atheist to go. I believe exactly right, right. So so because now, if you get different evidence, sure. So what you believed was completely wrong. So now I will tell you this: the more specific the claim gets, the closer to Gnostic atheist I get. I am, I would be certain, I mean, pretty certain that Zeus is not a real God, never was, right? Right. Thor, Hindu, Vishnu, uh, uh, Pickham, the exact God of the New Testament can't exist it's actually a contradiction you can't be all-knowing and all-loving and omnibenevolent you can't be all of those things at the same time so that exact god describes you your own son and a spirit and <laughs> so 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 depending on the specificity of the god claim i get more and more closer to pretty much believing accepting that that god definitely doesn't exist now to step back and go a god some creator, some, some, uh, you know, deist God that just kind of existed. Maybe he pushed the start button on the big bang and the whole thing happened after that. And he had left his hands off and it didn't interfere in anything, but that, that was the beginning all. Okay. If that's the thing we're talking about. When we're talking about God, we're talking about something that 
physically created and controls depend depends on the god i mean i i I leave it up to the person with the claim i don't i i don't have a word is very tricky right i don't have a definition for god it's the same with spiritual i don't know what that means i don't have a spiritual belief i don't have a god belief i don't have something that i'm i'm holding on to i wait for the person to define what it is they believe in and then we have a conversation about how valid that thing could then be to believe in you know um it's it's however they want to define it if someone if if someone thinks that god is is gaia and it's just mother earth is god you know um okay i i'll just call it earth then you know let's 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 rock and roll with you know it it just depends it's it's whatever they want to there's a there's a hundred thousand gods that have been purported here we go again. Hold on. Yep. Yep. I'll be in a few. I'll come inside in a few minutes, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but yeah, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like this either, either a God, any God exists or it doesn't. It, those are the only two options. There is no other option. Either a God exists or no gods exist. That's it. If you are not, if by, by my standards, if you are not convinced of a claim that a God in fact exists, you're an atheist. If you want to slap, if you want to slap an agnostic label on in front of it, I'm an agnostic because I'm not convinced no gods exist. Define yourself any way you want. Atheist to me isn't even in the top 10 of important labels I call myself. I am so many more things before I'm an atheist. You know, I, I, it, right. Cause, cause we're only talking about one idea. It's just one claim. Yeah. Atheism says nothing about my science views. It says nothing about how I care about people. It says nothing about whether aliens, it says nothing about any other part of my entire life. It, it has no power. It has no rules. It has no guiding force. Yeah. It's just an answer. And honestly, it doesn't even affect your life. No. No, it, it, it's just the answer to a question. If somebody cares what yeah. my belief is about God, I have a term for it. I'm an atheist. Right. You know, but I, I, I spend all my life. I find you. No, no, not, not at all. Uh, th- I, I, I let, I let humanism do a bit of work for me in defining part of my character b- because I think it, it does adequate work it if, if somebody wonders what i mean i don't have to spend a lot of time describing that view i can just say look up humanism you'll you'll understand my view you know um yeah or skepticism or anything like that like if if, if people care you know i'd open up a snack <laughs> munch dude yeah i got a burrito out there waiting for me i'm fucking stoked <laughs> I'm fucking stoked. Um, yeah, dude, it's 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 uh, it's just one of those. You know, there's a lot of people want to put a lot more value on all of those labels than I care to 
to put on on myself um yeah it's it's something i've always said you know it's like i don't really care what it is i don't care what's out there i just know that whatever keeps the planets from colliding gravity like whatever it, yeah yeah and it could and it it could be even more complicated than that but do i really need to fucking figure that out is that going to better my life is it going to make my life worse right like whatever keeps you know the the tides moving whatever keeps the sun coming up i don't care yeah <laughs> yeah it does not affect me one way or another to get that answer i mean yeah i think that humans since the beginning of time have just drove themselves mad trying to find that answer for whatever makes sense to them and yeah it, and, and they cause it to, well, to uh, define them well well it's you're right and and the people that the people that are using those ideas as the definitions for who they are as as the as their identity um weren't the ones doing the work to discover those things in the first place the people that actually did the thinking and the discovering the people who figured out why the tides move the people who actually did the hands-on real cognition to do that work do not label themselves by that work right it's only the people who didn't do that work who found an idea and went oh that's me it feels <laughs> so good it swept me off my feet we're going on a honeymoon to paris all of that it's it, that is what that is what keeps them there it's they they didn't do the well, discovering themselves beer. sure that's that's a huge driver in religion you know that people are scared of what the afterlife is to bring if I always hated this excuse too. It's uh, if you die and there is nothing, what did you have to lose? And it's like, okay, yes, but my what did life. I have to gain? Well, no, <laughs> the answer is my life. Yeah. I lost living. Yeah. If in, in fear of, not living up to this yeah you waste your entire life in my personal opinion heaven sounds miserable anything I, with the word eternity attached to it sounds miserable oh shit anything it sounds exhausting just to like i mean because they the description is like you know the pearly gates and like you're you're worshiping god all the rest of your life under the rest of your days I'm like that sounds boring as fuck first off i don't like people that much well here's <laughs> the thing can you can he, he i have a couple questions like can you be annoying in heaven probably but but I if think it would all be annoying well no but i'm <laughs> saying like can can i walk up to you and just go ha in your ear Did and you're you like control and you're like, hey, man, this is my heaven. I'm like, yeah, but my heaven is annoying you. And if your heaven is not being annoyed by me, but my heaven is annoying you, how do those work? Is that actually annoying? <laughs> sure. Like, like, yeah. okay, the, there's, there's no, like, violence in heaven or you can't murder in heaven. But can I, like, give you a titty twister? Could I just, yeah. you know, like, how, what, what is heaven? I mean, how do they... Like, Here's another great part. This is, I love asking people this who believe in heaven. I say, which version of you goes to heaven? 
if you were 85 and you had multiple sclerosis or you had uh, dementia and terminal a terminal disease maybe you were an amputee and you died do you oh, man. do you go to I know where you're going with this <laughs> do you do you still have all those defects when you go to or do you go do you go to heaven old with no defects do you go do you go to heaven as the 33 year old version of you before the accident which version the of you out answer is you go with a brand new fresh body but what does it look like which body which which version of you? That's the thing. Yeah. Which are you a baby? Are you a, yeah? What, what what good is it to just be crawling around and what do you get to pick an age? Do you, like like who goes back? What if it's brain damage? And and here's the thing. What if you were a believer in Christ, and then you got in a car wreck? And got brain damage to the point where you well, no forgot. longer believed. You had amnesia and you forgot you were a Christian. And you no longer believed. And then someone walked up to you and all of a sudden now you're a Taoist. Or you're a you're you're you you, you you're a Scientologist all of a sudden. And then you go to you die. You you work convicted in christ and then god's plan because everything is planned the car accident made you forget you believed in him what happens to you and and then you take up another religion against him fuck (laughs) that's crazy to think about right It, it 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 all falls apart it, it can't work. Yeah. It, it, the logic crumbles upon itself. Yeah. Oh, and, he, and to he, our knowledge on, and he, that we know. Of. And here's the other, here's another great one I love. This is not my own original thought. I am totally stealing this from another person I listened to. Um, is there free will in heaven? God cared about free will. Be. He gave us free will. If, is there free will in heaven? And here's the answer. If someone says, no, there's no free will in heaven. You can't just do anything you want. Then you go, ah, so God could have created a perfectly good place on earth without free will, but he chose to give us free will to make it bad here. Cause their example is the reason that we have everything is because we have free will or they could go, does, is there free will in heaven? Yes, there is free will in heaven. Ah, so he could have created a place with free will without death and destruction. Why didn't he do that the first time? And if there's free will in heaven or if there's no free will in heaven, well, the devil knew God existed and chose against him anyway. You'd, yeah, what makes you think I'm going to choose to stick around? <laughs> well, well, it's they always say, well, why can't I be told God existed? Why can't he just show himself to me? Ah, because it would ruin your free will. That's the rest. You wouldn't the, strive to have faith. That, right. If, if he just showed himself to me, I wouldn't have to have faith. I, I would lose my free No, I could, I could still decide even if I knew he existed. The devil did it. Yeah. 
He he knew he existed and still had the free will to choose. I, I'm not trapped all of a sudden by knowing his presence. Yeah. You know, it all falls apart. Every one of those oh. arguments, man. Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, I want to say this too. For people out there listening who maybe are Christians right now and have lasted through all this, this is not a attack against you. We've just been talking about per, in identity and stuff. This is this is talking about the doctrine that has been taught to you. This is talking about the ideas that are thousands of years old that have gone unchecked. That they they they've they've had the power to not be fought against. And the people that fought against them got killed. But this isn't an attack against you. I want you to know this. You're probably a great person. You probably care and love your people and love your neighbors and, and do all of the things that you think Jesus taught t- teaches you to do. I, I'm sure of it, actually, because you listen to this podcast and I can't imagine assholes listening to this podcast. They wouldn't last around long. So it, it's just there are things to be honest about with oneself on what you care about as far as truth goes. Silence is complicity. There's no, there's no getting, avoiding it. Silence is complicity. And so if you're going to sit there and, and, and ignore the atrocities and be silent about those for your faith, I, I would reevaluate your priorities. That's, you know, you, you, you will be a happier, less, you will be a happier, more free person without the dogma telling you who you can and can't like or what food you can eat or what clothes you can wear or who you can sleep with or what porn you can watch if you can at all. Or, I mean, you will be a freer person. I think. Without that baggage. Huh? Free will. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's a whole funny, hilarious conversation because I don't even think free will exists. (laughs) Yeah. No. (laughs) I don't, I, not, not in the sense, uh, that I think we have will. I think there are parts of our will that we could define very near free. Um, but I don't think we have libertarian free will in the sense that, if you were to rewind the clock, you could then choose a different thing. I, you know, I mean, right now we're having this conversation and if I was to pause all space and time and rewind everything back and reset it where all the atoms were in the exact same spots, all my neurons were in the same spots, all your neurons were the same spots, the balls in my lava lamp were in the same thing, I had just taken a drink of my beer. If all of those things were identical and then I pressed the play button again, there is zero reason why I think I wouldn't have said exactly the words that just came out of my mouth right now. I would have paused myself in the middle of that thought. I wouldn't have had cognition to re-decide. I would have just rewound, paused, and then the same tape, a liar, liar, or the mask or whatever movie you watch on VHS is the same fucking movie, no matter how many times you rewind it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're, we're, we're bound by in reality. I think we're, we're just bound by that, you know? Um, I can still choose if I want to, which direction to work I want to take, if I want to avoid 
the 84 because it's looking a little backed up. So I'll hop on 205, you know, whatever. I can choose those things. And if, but you're likely to choose the same thing every time. Right. And if, and if that's the level of freedom people care about, all right, you're free there. You know, you know, you're free there. It's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we're not responsible. That's the thing that people will, people will tend to then take a lack of free will into nihilism and, oh, we're not responsible for anything. And, and how can you be mad at a murderer if he wasn't responsible? Like, no, he, he murdered somebody. (laughs) <laughs> yeah there was will there <laughs> like he still did it he still fucking did it still got to be removed from society hopefully rehabilitated to never be murdering again um <laughs> you know yeah yeah it's it's still all it still all matters <laughs> our actions still matter against other people yeah fucking a dude cool, this is man. a fun conversation dude thank you for Fuck yeah spending three hours on a phone with me dude I love it. I, oh, yeah. This is my. This is one of my favorite things. I, we'll wrap up here for sure. This is one of my favorite thing about these conversations is I. I get people that we've said twenty minutes of words to each other in our entire lives, and all of a sudden we sat down for a three-hour conversation, and I feel like I got more with you right now than if we would have had. 20 times of coming and just hanging out and bullshitting around and you know absolutely little things like that like like these are special so um we are definitely doing this again dude yep for sure um i would love to i i would be because because i can tell that your brain works a lot the same way my brain works uh you're as adhd as i am and you're fine like some sub conversations I have, I'll start my brain will start jumping, and they'll I can watch in their face. They're like, "Wait, I wasn't ready to go somewhere. I, w- I was still on that thought. Oh shit!" And your brain's like, "Oh, where are we going? Where are we go? Oh, we're over here now. Oh yeah, 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 new shit." <laughs> it's perfect because I don't get bored, <laughs> dude. I tell you. Um. So maybe this was a great like I think a great opener. I think we touched a lot of topics. I think we got our brains and and our mutual dialogue. Uh working on like kind of the same wavelength you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i think now we could like let's pick a let's pick a, 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 a like one or two like specific topics and go fucking in depth on them you know let's 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 oh, yeah. let's really like nail down like and then oh and then and then and let, let's dive deep on yeah, stuff that build on that, it yeah and build on it you know let, let's take something that really matters to us that 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 we care about and like hey What's our fucking thoughts on this? Let's devote an episode to this. Let's let's build this conversation to, you know, not solving problems for the world, but for our worlds. Right. You know, like like if I can just be a better functioning human after our conversations, that I can go out and just be that little bit better every day, every time. Like that's that's the goal, man. You know, I'll, I'll just. Yeah. I'll treat someone a little nicer. It'll be easier to do it. I'll be less trapped in my own head, less less defeating. If I can, you know, I think we all can appreciate that. If if you can walk around loving yourself more than you do today tomorrow, wouldn't you take it? Like, wouldn't you wouldn't you love one day saying one less rude thing to yourself? Like and and that progress and and that's my that's that's my goal, you know. That's 
I, I, I don't want to be a 50 year old man still telling myself I'm a fucking idiot for taking a nap. It's, it's not fair. It's not fair to people around me too. Cause they have to watch, they have to, they have to suffer with my intolerable ass sometimes. Mutilation. And they just watch and go, God, I wish I could help. <laughs> That's what His they, inner dialogue. So mean to him. <laughs> yep. Yep. And then, ah, oh, I don't know if you do this. I uh, God, I keep wanting to talk, man. I'm sorry. I, I, um, I don't know if you do this, but you'll be in your head. And like angry at yourself about something or criticizing yourself about something. And then a completely innocuous question will be asked to you and you answer in the tone you were just talking to yourself, but you're talking to them out loud. And they're like, what did I fucking do? And you're like, what did I say? You sounded like an asshole right then. Shit. I was just saying, no, we don't have a gallon of milk. Like, <laughs> you know, it's really bad. Cause I got the kids. <laughs> oh, Man, I have, yeah. I have a lot, sometimes I have to be like, hold on a second. Okay, now I ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's our tortured brains, man. Well, hey, I'm 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 excited to hear that that you're starting therapy. I can't wait to hear what how that works for you. Um, yeah. Uh, dealing with these demons. Uh, that was another thing I wish we were taught in high in school. Learning. It is not on you to solve all of your problems. There are people to help you solve your problems. Yeah. You know, it, it's not weakness to ask for help. Yeah. Fuck. I wish I would have been taught that as a kid. No shit. It is, you know, that those words, I think that's what we're going to call this episode. It is not weakness to ask for help. That's like a, that's like the, if we could just put a bow on this conversation and everything we kind of talked about, I think it really stems down to that. We talked a lot about people and the anger and their beliefs and, and misguidedness and, and unwillingness to change and all of that stuff. And, and then our own bat. And I think that just fuck being willing to ask for help, man, what a different person I'd be if I had asked for help. 20 years ago you know yeah good point Derek thanks for being here man you're a yeah, you're, you're a you're, here, dude. you're a you're a great human I'm glad we've begun a friendship and I can't wait to do more of these absolutely and uh, like I end my episode all the time everybody thank you for supporting me you can go message me on Facebook on Instagram on Twitter uh time and stuff pod at gmail.com i'm i always look forward to your feedback and that stuff like that oh and everybody if you're still listening to this fuck i meant to say this i meant to say this at the beginning of the episode and then i forgot to say it and i even had a thought days ago going remember to say it at the beginning of the episode because you're going to get to the end of the episode remember you meant to say this and then be mad at yourself and that <laughs> that i'm a fortune teller i guess um i am going to be starting something new and exciting for my listeners and not all of the listeners, the listeners who are here, who want to engage back with me. So that, that email time and stuff pod at gmail.com. If you guys want to be, I'm, I'm, this is going to be new and exciting and I'm stepping out of my comfort zone to do something with my fans who want to be a part of it. So I'm not ready to talk about it yet because I want to see how many of you 
are willing to engage with me in a fun way, not like a weird, it's, it's going to be fun. I promise. Think of it as a game. And if you want to play a game, a really nice game, email me and just say in the, in the memo or in the thing, Hey, I'd like to play. And if I get enough of you emailing me and responding to this and saying that you're willing to do something, it'll be free. It won't cost you anything. All you have to do is email me. And once I have your email, we will start. I just, I have to know that enough of you want to do it so I can, it's worth my time that I put into this, you know? Um, I promise you it'll be worth it. It'll be a lot of fun. So email me if you want to be a part of this. And, uh, I think that was everything. Again, Derek, thanks for joining me, bud. Uh, For all you out there listening still, I love you. You know that. And uh, drive like you know each other.